You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Cast, your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. As always, I'm your host, Nathan, and we have another great episode lined up for you where we're going to talk about Black Adam. But before we do that, let's meet our cast for this week. So, first up, hailing to us from the ancient province of Italia, it is that Roman on the rocks. It is James. <laughs> How are you doing, James? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> doing all right so uh you know james you haven't been on the show for a while so uh yeah, it's been a minute how have things been going good good uh i i got a new job and uh it's much less stress uh which is fantastic but it's been like six months of training and so uh i'm thoroughly tired of the training uh and i'm i'm pretty much out of it at this point so i'm pretty mostly on my own at work uh but yeah hasn't been too bad well, that's good. Are you still doing banking? No, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's just a different, different role, different kind yeah, of. Yeah, I work. I work at a credit union and mm. as a loan officer now, and I honestly like it so much more. Um, I just get to have a, I think, a way better relationship uh, with my customers. Uh, mm. It's a lot more personalized, and I have a lot more leeway with things. There's a lot more I can work with, and I can actually talk to underwriters and, uh, you know, advocate for people and whatnot. So it's pretty nice. Are you in the 1970s right now? Because I just I can't help but notice that as I'm looking. As I'm looking at your video feed, it's like an acid trip or something. There's like just hazy colors shifting in the background. Just yeah, like... I uh, I have <clears throat> I have LEDs uh, that just yeah shift colors constantly. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I was like, wow, what in the world's going on here? Because I think my perceptions are all going wrong. Nah. I'm just uh, messing with people <laughs> uh, have you been able to do anything fun uh while you've been training for your new job uh yeah me and my wife took a vacation uh about a, two weeks ago now and uh we went down to lincoln city oregon we uh spent a week on the coast just uh watching the beach and hanging out and it was really nice and uh beyond that uh a handful of video games here and there uh there hasn't been a lot with summer it's always the summer of game drought there's never much going on as far as big titles or anything like that so mostly just catching up on a backlog and uh yeah there's some new stuff coming out though i'm super excited about uh week of the ninth here uh game uh, uh god of war ragnarok is coming out so i'm really stoked about that all right well really cool and of course i have to ask what are you drinking tonight oh uh, yeah so um i'm currently drinking a spay river uh Speyside single malt whiskey uh it's rum cask finish so it's got a little bit of a spice to it nice. um but otherwise yeah it's pretty smooth i like it 
Very cool. And was there any alcohol that you identified in the movie that you want to tell us about? Uh, you know, on first watch, no. No, yeah. there really wasn't, uh, which was really surprising to me. I was just like, how how did some sort of brew not make it into this? But right. yeah. Some sort of ancient Mesopotamian brew or something. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, a little disappointing because, of course, you are our our expert in all things alcohol whenever it shows up on screen. So, uh, but hopefully we'll get you on for another podcast soon where you can uh, drop some knowledge. Yeah. I think I just need to become a mixologist and start making drinks named after these characters. Maybe that's the way to go. <laughs> that would be cool. Oh yeah. Black Adam would have Malort in it. Oh, <laughs> 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 it would look cool. It would look so cool. <laughs> Taste wise. I don't know. <laughs> yeah i'd be interested for what you'd come up with for the waller oh jeez <laughs> it's got a stabby in the back after you're yes. drinking it somehow <laughs> your head explodes after you swallow it. <laughs> Drink it and your head explodes. <laughs> all right well it's good to have you back on the show james good to be back all right next up is another voice you haven't heard for a while and that is nate benton how are you doing benton I'm doing great. Uh, I just, uh, I moved to a new apartment, mm. um, which is much nicer than my last one. I can actually uh, um, boil water and run the air fryer at the same time without tripping the breaker. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> so moving up um, and uh, basically just sort of um, been uh trying to keep up with all the uh, amazing television that's been happening lately uh with the move and you know working full-time and taking care of my kids and stuff but uh i hear you yeah so yeah i have a backlog too that i'm trying yeah. to get through right like i haven't finished rings of power yet that's that's where i'm oh, at man. right now and so i'm like halfway through rings of power so yeah um, yeah, yeah i'm really enjoying rings of really enjoyed rings of power and uh and house of the dragon and started um the peripheral on prime mm. it's a william gibson uh show it's really good mm-hmm. yeah i've seen i've seen the previews for that it's uh definitely on my list of something to check out yeah all right well it's good to have you back on the show and finally he is the man that you love to hate that is my nemesis ryan how are you doing ryan well, you know, I'm thriving off of the hate, I guess. Um, it just makes you stronger. It just makes me stronger, you know, bitter, more bitter. Same thing, right? Stronger, bitter, you know. <laughs> um, but apparently my city won some sort of sports ball event, you know, yesterday. So I don't know. Things have been happening around town. So, you know, it's been kind of crazy. Guns going off in the air, fireworks. I, I don't know, you know. <laughs> Wait, so they won know. and people were getting shot yeah. or they <laughs> lost to so someone's going to shoot? Well, I know at least one person got shot in the head from a bullet shot into the sky, came oh back down God. and hit someone else in the head. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, God. That's like on the rare occasion when the Gamecocks would win when I was in South Carolina. Like, you know, like that was, you know, college ball is 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 way more important in South Carolina than NFL and yeah. uh like they would get like so crazy there'd be riots in the streets and stuff and people setting off fireworks and stuff it would be it'd be crazy and there was like one year one year when they actually had like a good winning streak and it was just crazy for mm-hmm. months what is it? you know like yeah because like it's just, <laughs> it's just like they didn't get used to it 
I mean, you know, that's why I, I always crack up when I hear people complain about like any protest of any sort. Oh, they're so violent, whatever. I'm like, mm -hmm. have you seen a sports event? You know, right. I mean, you know, but yeah, I mean, uh, I've, I've got notifications that mass transit in the city, all the buses and light rail and everything is going to be uh, today, tomorrow, today, tomorrow, because they're having a parade tomorrow is officially you know, off. So I, I, that just boggles my mind because everyone is going to downtown. You can't have mass transit downtown. And I'm just, I've been trying to wrap my head around that, you know, all day. And I, I don't know, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I think that's just, that's Texas, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. other than that, I'm um, drinking diet Pepsi tonight hmm. and uh, I have to second peripheral. I, I watched all four episodes, like in the past couple of days that are out that have come out so far yeah. and um yeah like if you like uh i know some of the same creators as westworld and so with that being canceled if you need something to like console yourself with this is a good start it's really good i'm enjoying it so far i actually am gonna watch andor after rings of power because i haven't wow. watched that either oh um, that's and, yeah yeah i mean yeah you need to watch that one first i like peripheral yeah. but yeah, Andor, yeah, is, no, Andor is probably the best thing on television right now. And then be um, Paper Girls is something that's on my list. Is something on Prime that uh, yeah we're oh, talking yeah. about, but that's been that. canceled, so I wouldn't well, get to sure, but still good. Yeah, I mean, like everything's canceled eventually, so it's just like, eh. you know, if I watch the Peripheral, I'll still have to wait like twenty four months, even if there is a <laughs> all the streaming shows. It's like it's not like on broadcast where it's like you wait, you know three months and then the next season you know by the time they finish the season you know you gotta wait like two years for the next season well, so it's I, I gotta say i was surprised that amazon canceling paper girls because like first off it was good mm. but secondly like i think they picked up wheel of time for three seasons before like the second for the first one even finished airing and it's mm -hmm. just it seems like like these big budget things are like peripheral hopefully will be the same but yeah mm. rings of power wheel of time let's just throw all this money at it and then paper girls which really couldn't have cost that much to make they're so like eh, no yeah but i do. suspect because the other thing you get with things like uh uh rings of power and wheel of time is name recognition whereas you know if people i haven't seen people if i hadn't seen people commenting on facebook about how it was like a comic series that they had read and stuff i wouldn't even know that it was based on anything i would have just i would have just seen the name paper girls and been like what's paper girls and just you know moved on but like i i like what i've heard people saying about it so i'm gonna check it out but like yeah i um you know yeah. i would have had no idea if i was just some schlub scrolling through prime and what's paper girls so you know I, th I think it was built to me as um as uh, Stranger Things meets uh, um Goonies. well yeah, I mean, kind of yeah that'd be a good description but that that's what most people I've heard have compared it to Stranger Things and Goonies like and then but with women with girls with girls yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah all right well yeah no it's good to have you back on the show Ryan be here. All right, so normally we'd have our five-minute controversy here, but this time I think there's a little bit of a controversy baked into Black Adam, so we'll just talk <laughs> about that as part of the show. I mean, it's not a big thing, but it's just kind of like, eh, it's a slow news week anyway, and, uh, you know, I don't really want to talk about people bashing Marvel again because it feels like that that becomes the controversy almost <laughs> every week. <laughs> well, so, I mean, it's that or Ezra Miller. Take your pick. You know? well, I, well, well, thankfully, I think this week Ezra Miller hasn't done anything. <laughs> I think he you kept know? his name out of the news this week. Right, yeah, it's like there was Amazing. a string there of like six to eight weeks where it was like every week there was just some new thing. 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, what has Ezra Miller done this week? But yes, he's he's finally well. Apparently, I mean, this is this is the rumor is that Warner told him you better stop or we are going to pull the flash. And I think that was enough that he finally was like, oh, but I better clean up my act, you know. And so yeah, I mean, since I heard that rumor, there hasn't been any new news. Or the people who live off of his income told him to. Yeah, right. that's, that's about saying. You know, we're able to get through to him. Yeah, because I don't see like him listening to a producer or anything, you know. Uh, but hey, whatever works, you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So anyway, though, yes, we'll 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 talk about uh, all things Black Adam when we come back from this message or from uh, another fine podcast. Check out the Modern Musicology podcast, where each week we talk about things like what makes a great drummer, our favorite rock documentaries, songs we love by artists we don't love, our favorite concert memories, songs that should have been singles, and all of our favorite music from the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and now. Do not use Modern Musicology if you're allergic to it. Modern musicology may produce itching, dizziness, vertigo, temporary blindness, or heart palpitations. Do not taunt modern musicology. Ask your doctor about switching to modern musicology. And like we talked about in the top of the show, we are talking about Black Adam, which was a movie that came out uh, this past October. Um, and so I'm kind of curious, just to start off, who was familiar with the character beyond maybe just a name uh, before they saw the movie? Uh, so, Ryan? Oh, no, no, no. I, I think I'd heard the name, but I really knew nothing about the character. Uh, this movie was, I, I, I knew Shazam, um, I'd read some Shazam. I had a Shazam t-shirt as a kid. But uh, yeah, um, this was pretty much my full first full exposure to Black Adam. Okay. James? Uh, no, I definitely heard of the character. I uh, was a bit familiar with the backstory. Um, I mean, there's obviously, as it is with the comic book world, there's a few different backstories because there's, there's been a few different versions, mm-hmm. of course, of this character. So um yeah, I was I was fairly familiar enough to to kind of have an idea of what they might decide to do. Okay, and Benton. Yeah, no, I uh, I knew uh, Black Adam from the I read the Shazam comics with him in it, and then uh, watched his appearances in the uh, animated DC's uh, features. Um, so I, I was familiar enough with who Black Adam was and and what sort of his anti-hero gist was uh before the movie came out so yeah i i'm uh he, he's been in young justice which is something that i watch and he hasn't been very prominent but he has at least existed so i knew who he was i did delve a little bit into it because of course the rock was announced as black adam in like 2014 we're in 2022 mm-hmm. now and dc has been <laughs> waiting this long to actually get him into something um so i was just kind of curious because i knew it was something that was sort of percolating so i did look him up on wikipedia and just try to get a little bit of a just you know download on who is black adam so i had a very basic sort of uh sort of basis but aside from young justice i haven't seen the character 
actually in anything until now um so yeah let's um start off talking about the movie then um you know, just sort of overall thoughts because I mean the DC. I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, controversial to say the DCU has been all all over the place. Um. Oh, by the way, okay, all right, all right. Sorry, I should have made this the controversy because let me tell you how annoyed I am that DCU is the term they're going for now because with Marvel it works. Because MCU means Marvel Cinematic Universe. And if you're talking about the comics, it's just MU, Marvel Universe, right? Yeah. So DCEU worked well because it was the DC Extended Universe. We're talking about like things that are outside of the regular DC comics. And then DCU meant the comics. That's the DC Universe. Now we have DCU means the movies. So mm-hmm. D dc universe so so what are the comics like <laughs> dc, DC. <laughs> right just dc I don't I, know. I don't... I, yeah i think the marketing department didn't understand there was already an accepted like nomenclature of how to describe their different properties and that they are different and they're maybe they're trying to say no they're all the same they're just different universes I, well i think it's a yeah it's attempt to do what marvel is all, marvel just says mcu so let's shorten ours to three letters too and a dcu mm-hmm. and it's just it's, like yeah except for you dc is both well, both those first two letters actually mean your comic brand Mm-hmm. So, you know, whereas Marvel just has one letter for Marvel, you know, for its comic brand. So it's a different thing. I mean, it should be the DCCU if you really want to do DC Cinematic Universe. But then that sounds stupid, you know, DCCU. So DCEU yeah. actually worked really well. I don't know why they <laughs> want to get away from it. I anyway. mean, uh, DCCU, D- wait, how many, is that too many C's? DCCU, yeah, yeah. Uh, would make sense. But <laughs> I think this just, it gets into the weeds. Like, you know, uh, how many movie fans, I mean, DC, you know, technically detective comics, but it doesn't mean that anymore. I don't, does DC even actually stand for anything? Distinguished competition. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know, in quotation marks for distinguished, you know. Well, um, well, that's what in the in the old letters pages back when Stan Lee was running things, he used to whenever he would refer to DC, he wouldn't call them DC; he would call them the distinguished, distinguished competition. competition. Yeah, <laughs> but that's my point. I mean, so like <laughs> DCU, maybe the D stands for DC. Yeah, I, it can you can argue about this till you're mm-hmm. you know blue in the face, going in circles. It's, it is, but I also feel like the the whole name change is just. It's just DC being DC at this, or Warner Brothers being Warner Brothers at this point in time. Yeah. How many ten-year plans have we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like the button on Lost, where if you don't hit it, the world ends, but you're not sure. Like every time DC has to do something every month, where you go, "Why is DC doing this?" and then it hits a button, it resets, and the world doesn't end. DC can go a month without you going, "What the heck is DC doing?" then not uh, possible yeah it's not possible because if they did it the world ends the world just blows up <laughs> all right I, i'm sorry for digressing us in this direction no, no, but it's just something like when i saw that article i was just like what are you doing guys like especially when you had something that every i don't know anyone complained about dceu i've never heard anyone say no, that's went, a problem what does that mean? right exactly i don't understand it worked well and just some yeah. marketing person was like, well, three letters would be better, you know? <laughs> I don't know. 
But anyway, we did focus right. groups on three letters, yeah. and three letters just do better. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they could have spent the money on focus groups or releasing Batgirl. I mean, you know, so, you know. <laughs> it's a good oh, call. Good man. call. Yeah, I never um, thought I would be more mad at not seeing, not and knowing I'm not going to see Batgirl until after I saw Black Adam. Sorry, right, spoilers for how I feel about Black Adam. Like seeing okay. Black Adam make me. All right, but here's all right. So even knowing that Batgirl was probably atrocious, you know, hearing hearing like that the focus group said that it was like a bad CW pilot, you know, like I, I knowing that it was probably trash. I still hate the fact I like that they the completed. I hate the fact that they completed a movie and then just decided we're not going to release it. It's just like, that just gets me. Like, it's just like, you yeah. completed it. There was no, I mean, yeah, there was a little bit more post-production or something they need to do on it. Apparently, you know, so. if they trash it, they can write it off on tax. I, I, I know, but it just, it, that just like niggles at me that it's like, it was a finished, it's not like, oh, we shot it's a bit done. of it, yeah. but then we're going to like pull the plug. It was like, you finished it. Oh. It's there. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm sorry. The waste <laughs> of it just bothers me. But anyway. Mm. All right. So... <laughs> All right, so overall, just overall, like high level thoughts about the movie, a few sentences, then we'll get into more specifics. Um, so, uh, Benton, since you started us out and little front loaded a little bit, tell us what you <laughs> thought about the movie. Um, you know, I, I honestly, I liked the fur the exposition part, the beginning part of it, mm. and then it just felt really jumbled after that and kind of like I was reading a ransom note, um, just like different pieces, just sort of switched around mixed up and, and telling me that if I don't sit through the entire credit sequence, that I wasn't going to see my children anymore. But by, by, by a ransom, you mean the thing where somebody cuts out the letters, the letters of the ransom note and, and, and everything together, just, just right, seems yeah. just everything's <laughs> kind of seemed jumbled and crammed in there and, and not, didn't really see, line up it just didn't see, it just didn't seem like i was i thought like i was watching two movies well it's just like what we were just talking it's a metaphor for the dcu in oh, general yeah. <laughs> um but the beginning part you know the origin of black adam or tenth death adam um really made sense and i and i liked the original uh uh thesis statement which is you know, maybe it's not the thesis statement, but that statement that the the freedom fighter said, she said, hey, you guys have, you guys didn't even show up here when yeah. we've been invaded for the past 75 years. We finally get our own superhero. Now you're here to take him down. You know, screw you, take off. Mm -hmm. I liked that. And if they had, if they had, that had been the through line, if that had carried through the rest of the movie, I think it would have been a fine movie, but it, it didn't, it like, it just fell apart after that. Yeah, one of the things that I just learned yesterday is that the script was rewritten to include Amanda Waller. And I'm very curious what the original version of that movie was and if it made a little more sense. I don't know why Amanda Waller was there because our, I mean, for most people, their only interaction with Amanda Waller is the Suicide Squad. Right. So when you see Amanda Waller giving orders to Hawkman, is Hawkman a Suicide Squad? Is are these guys the Justice Society of Suicide Squad? Like, you know, like when since when does Amanda Waller or Argus start giving commands to other superheroes and they listen to her because they know what kind of business she's in? 
it, it was very confusing for me as someone who knows what Amanda Waller is and how like most superheroes don't like her and Hawkman just being like, yeah, sure. No problem. This is Waller. You know, it's like, what? Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to get into that. But I, the only reason I brought it up was because I was just like, I, I wonder if yeah. the original script was mo- more coherent. And because I think that the inclusion of Amanda Waller was something they did just because the character has been popular you know yeah. the, you know and and so they're trying to put her in more things because now i've heard that she's going to have her own spinoff on hbo max so you know it's oh, like be cool. I mean, yeah yeah and, cool. and that's the thing like a waller show is great but it, yeah it does seem odd to have her in this but we'll get into that more uh james what do you think about the movie overall i mean i think overall the movie's okay um mm-hmm. like it's not it's not bad uh it's not great <laughs> so and some of the issues that just kind of got brought up are, are I think, uh, yeah, like kind of the crux of the problem. Um, not to mention, uh, God, big head rock. Oh, my gosh. Like when they make him like the CGI for the most part is fine through most of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's when they try to make the rock smaller. And I'm like, I don't think you guys understand how skeletal structure works. Like you don't, I mean, I understand mm-hmm. that like Steve Rogers kind of got bigger. Like Chris Evans started off as this short little guy and then suddenly he got muscles and he got taller. And that's not how that works. You don't get taller by gaining muscle. Um, but like they went the opposite direction with the rock and it just made him look like big head mode in a video game. I just, it bugged me so much. It was so obviously bad. It's like the animators like animated him with like the dimensions they got from their laser scan of his body. And they went, that doesn't look right. And just shrank him down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> their number's like, there's no human being with those dimensions. but other than that i mean i think i think as far as just if you take it as what it is it's an enjoyable movie it's entertaining um it might be a little much depending on the age of your kids and stuff but i mean i think for your general audience it was okay but again it just didn't nothing specific about it like blew me away there were aspects of all the characters that i really liked uh the way that they were telling the story um yeah i thought the casting choices for the characters were all pretty good for the most part i didn't really have any major issues with those um it's just some of the pacing and some of the other things with the movie that i was like i just you're you're there Mm -hmm. but not really (laughs) all right ryan uh yeah i I think i I, i'm not gonna have the best review of it but maybe it's still the best of these i don't know um (laughs) You know, the first third or so of the movie I was watching, and it was literally paint by numbers. I, I mean, it, I was contemplating, like, I'll just take a nap. You know, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you know, but then then uh, somewhere after the first third, I thought, okay, it's picking up a little bit. Um, but I, all in all, I would say, like, maybe it's because I don't know anything about Black Adam, but, like, it felt like a Sony movie. You know, it felt like Venom. It felt like uh, uh, Morbius to a certain extent. Like, like yeah, sorry. Like, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. That is like the Whoa. worst insult that you could but throw the, at this. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> but no. to, to the extent that I mean, like, this movie as a comic book movie is not worthy of, definitely not worthy of Marvel standards, not worthy of the best of the DC, EU, DCU mm-hmm. standard. Um, but like, yeah, it would have been fine in, if it came out in 2000. In 2000, 
three, I would have said this was a great movie. Oh, um, sure, sure. But <laughs> yeah. all right. But you, but you just compared it to Morbius. Even in 2003, Morbius was garbage. Like, it was... <laughs> God. No, I mean, if you if you watched Morbius and Blade at the exact same time, I think you would be hard-pressed to say which one was, like, kind of, you know... No, 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 <laughs> yeah. not at all. Blade was a much better movie. Anyway. Anyway. All right, so for me, yeah, like, here's the thing. So, you know... It, I, I've been very critical of some of the uh, DC movies, <laughs> Zack Snyder, <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, there are other ones like Wonder Woman, the original one, that were just amazing and wonderful and fantastic. It feels like ever since Justice League, it's been a little more on an even keel of me just kind of feeling like, there's things I like about this movie and there's things that I don't like about this movie. So Shazam, the original Shazam, it's a fine movie, but there are things that I don't like about it. Don't think that work. Aquaman was the same way. There are things I liked about it, things that I didn't like about it. And Black Adam's just continuing this tradition of like, I feel it feels weird because there's a sort of like almost disjointedness to a lot of these movies where I feel like they're not put together incredibly well. And so you get this sort of mix of things that like, that really work well and like get me excited. And at the same time, there are things that don't work well and I don't like, and it's kind of weird because it's not like the movie is just like at an even level where it's just kind of like, I'm just kind of meh. It's like really exciting things and things that I'm like, oh, that's really awful. And they just somehow like push together and they don't hang together well. Um, and I think Black Adam's been a little more extreme with that than uh, than either Aquaman or Shazam, um, because, yeah, I feel like it's even more of like the stuff I liked about it. I really liked about it. And the stuff that I didn't like about it, I really didn't like about it. So um, let's get let's get into specifics and um, let's talk about the man himself, because, I mean, if there's one thing like this has definitely been a passion product project. Uh, for Dwayne Johnson, he has, like I say, he was, this has been since 2014, you know, like, like DC realized they wanted the rock as part of this. And he's been, he wanted this part. This is specifically the character he wanted to play. And, you know, uh, I think it's kind of clear watching the performance that he absolutely loves being black Adam. And I think that that's one of the things that really worked for me because, he does not lose that character at all. You know, like I've seen, you know, quite a few movies that he's done lately where he's just kind of like this sort of like lovable action hero. And that is not the guy that you get right here. Like this is well, or if you, or if you consider him lovable, it's because he's so, you know, like not like the lovable action hero, but you just might kind of love him in spite of his very hard nature. Um, but uh, but I, yeah, I, I thought that he was great in this. I thought that for a character that's supposed to be basically, what if like a guy with the mindset of the Punisher had the powers of Superman, more or less? Like this was this was mm -hmm. great, you know, like in a guy at a time. too. So you've got like the fun of 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 Chris Hemsworth Thor, you know, as the fish out mm -hmm. of water in the first Thor movie. But mm -hmm. with a guy whose morals are like sort of like the Punishers and at the same time, like has a power level at like. And I was like looking at my wife and I was like, my God, Billy does not know what he's doing because like <laughs> seeing somebody with the same power set and just like that initial action sequence where he takes out like the army. 
Yeah. You know, like, it's just like, that is amazing. That was like so good. Like, just like how brutal he is about all of it. And just like, sort of like, ah, dead, 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 you know? And I was just like, oh my God, like, I've never seen anything like that well realized. Um, so yeah, I thought they did really well just showing how powerful he is. And at the same time, I think Dwayne Johnson's having the time of his life being this very like serious you know character um and 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 but who is very much like if if i judge that you do not you know merit life you're just done you know (laughs) i i I thought that that part was great so i don't know what do you think james yeah i mean i i agree i think i think dwayne johnson definitely had the embodiment of the character and like you said being that this was such a passion project for him this was definitely something like he wanted to do um i think the problem is he was so passionate about it and getting this off the ground that i i don't know i think i think ryan reynolds started something for certain people whereas it's like he was so passionate about getting deadpool off the ground and that franchise has just boomed like it's been great um and it very much fits him like you can tell in the two movies they've done that like this is this is always his dream like every time he's on set he's loving every second of it and i'm sure the rock is the same the problem is, is the movie doesn't take off in the same way that deadpool did uh but i agree with you i think and i think that's where some things get lost in the weeds is i think they did a really good job of establishing at the very beginning like this is a no nonsense guy like he mm-hmm. uh we we don't know you know, which I don't know. There were certain things until they actually explained the background of his story later on. Of course, like you you have that belief as a general audience member of like, oh, this is the guy. Like in the books, these legends, these myths uh, for, for this people's culture and everything. Um, and only later do we discover that things are a little more on their head than we than we knew. And so with that, I'm like, but wait a second. I'm so confused because like you just said, like Billy has no idea what he's doing as Shazam. Like he mm-hmm. he is a fish out of water with, again, the power set that he's got. The fact that like this was also supposed to be a kid and you see like this is a very methodical individual. Like he he actuates exactly what he wants to do so easily um makes sense so much later on but in that moment i was just like this just seems weird it seems off like it tonally something seems off i just want to stop you there because that's something that i did want to bring up i actually hate the tv spots that they did because they spoiled the reveal because in the tv spots it's uh it's 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 teth adam narrating and he said my son sacrificed himself so that i could Uh. live and so it's like oh well you know like so i'm watching this and i see the legend and i'm like well that's obviously wrong or the tv spot was wrong (laughs) but i already kind of knew that like oh so this is gonna be like a thing where it's like oh no you think it's the kid but it's actually the dad and yeah i didn't see the spots but yeah i mean i thought he pulled straight serious really really well because like you said most of the time we all know dwayne johnson for like being this like really easygoing super Mm -hmm. nice guy and so it was it was good to see him kind of back in that like early the rock role where he was like a bad guy on the wwe um it was just kind of cool to see him like go back to form on that uh, I think he fit the suit really well. I thought he looked 
imposing, which was great because that is what Black Adam should be doing is he should be imposing every time he's on screen. Like there's, there's a whole reference they make in one of the DC animated movies. I can't remember which one, but there's a moment where like they think that it might be black. Oh no, actually it was in, I think it was in young justice. And they were like, could this be like black Adam? And they're like, no, he's still in Kandahar. So we don't have to worry about him. He hasn't moved from there. Um, so it, it was cool seeing like, yeah, no, this, this guy's not to be messed with. And, and I think they portrayed that really well for a majority of the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, I love the fact that, like, he kept, like, playing along with them and pretending he was going to do things their way and then, like, totally not, you know, <laughs> and then just be like, you know, don't kill anybody. And he'd be like, sure. And then he would, like, just, like, toss somebody out a window or whatever and it'd just be like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to listen to what you say. <laughs> hey, hey, the ground killed him. That's Nathan. right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I didn't kill him. It was gravity. <laughs> It's not my fault gravity works. What, you mean everyone can't fly? (laughs) All right, so Benton, what do you think about uh, The Rock as Black Adam? Uh, I thought, you know what, I thought his performance was okay. I think what betrayed him in the movie overall was probably somewhat the writing and and probably mostly the directing. If If there's any fault to his performance, it's not that... He, he wasn't committed or he's not capable of giving that kind of the implacable, dry, uh, monotone performance that he gave, which is which is what we were supposed to get. Right. Like mm-hmm. he was just like, I am joking. I am being sarcastic, um, which I thought those moments were good. You know, I liked those those moments he had with Dr. Fate to say he was joking and everything. But um, uh, I think. Yeah, like I said, I think it's just the some of the directing choices to um, just didn't didn't serve him well as an actor. Um, it kind of he kind of he was flat on the screen and not uh, there wasn't a lot of depth. I guess I don't know how to say it, but it just wasn't. I was expecting more from mm-hmm. what I've seen. Dwayne Johnson do pull off before in other in other performances, um, and uh, it's it's hard to pull off the flat affect with emotion behind the eyes kind of acting. Um, but I did get the feeling like it, you know, thinking back on it now, listening to what Ryan was saying, reminding me like, oh yeah, what we were seeing was not like this altruistic kid, but the uh, burnt you know, destroyed father had lost his family who was just like, what am I killing today? You know, kind of guy. And I, and I kind of get the feeling that he was put into that, you know, the character was put into a, uh, his suspended animation, his, his deep sleep, dreamless sleep, uh, like right after, like he didn't really have a time to process. So when he woke up and more guys are killing him he's just like fine i'll kill you i'll kill you i'll kill you i'll kill you and um wasn't really bothered by it because he had been so jaded by everything he had gone through that we saw in the flashbacks yeah to be fair i I gotta say i kind of liked the fact that you know they did something you know we're used to seeing the protagonist of one of these movies being like you know a hero or even in the sense of like you know the punisher 
like you know seeing somebody who's got like a lot of emotion behind what they're doing but they're showing us a guy that like basically has given up caring yeah. you know like because yeah. even like looks out and he's like i i have no world like he says something to that effect like in the you know because like this is kandahar but it's not his kandahar I mean, I mean, and so it's it's, it's kandak kandahar is a real place oh i'm kandahar. sorry <laughs> um and it isn't definitely not kandahar uh, i heard somebody say kandahar no, earlier and i thought yeah, that, that I, was no the... i think it's afghanistan actually but yeah no it's kandak <laughs> kandak okay it's like this is not my you know this is not my yeah, they're like, no this know? is your place nope just like metropolis isn't new york you know (laughs) exactly (laughs) so you know you've got a guy who's lost everything and like literally is just like i i really don't get like and like he just like sort of gains like some like affection for these people who are trying to like motivate him but that's like all he has and even that's just kind of like i don't know what else to do with my day so i'm gonna save this kid because you know it's just like i kind of like the kid i mean yeah for the first half of the movie he doesn't take any action he's only reacting to people trying to kill him right and then he goes hey what are you going to do with that crown because the last guy who held that crown will buy it to kill him so and that was his only motivating action was the crown yeah, we just see him hovering ominously a lot uh, in various places. Which is great. Which is yeah, no, it, that, that is a very Black good. Adam thing to do. That's that's Black Adam's favorite thing is to <laughs> hover two feet above the ground and look down on you. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was interesting and an interesting like thing to like give us of you know what what would happen with this guy in this situation. And so, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want every superhero movie to be like that, but I thought that it was okay. No, I liked it. It was a good You choice. know, to give us that. And, and they made sure to give us colorful, heroic figures in the JSA so that it's not just, like... Because if it was just Black Adam and just humans, I think that that would have gotten too, like... Oh, God, like, you know, just watching this thing is just a real drag. But like, at least giving us the JSA and we'll and we'll get to them in a minute, I think at least gave us a little bit of we have multiple levels going on here of emotion and things. So, um, but uh, but Ryan, yeah, what do you think about uh, The Rock as Black Adam? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> um, I, I like Dwayne Johnson. He's he's entertaining and in, in the things I've seen him in. If I ever met him in an airport or on an airplane, I'd like to think i could have a good conversation with him not like lou ferrigno not like lou ferrigno exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah i have words for lou but um yeah i mean just being passionate about a project isn't always enough to make you great at it you know mm. i mean uh, uh someone i think james mentioned um you know ryan reynolds and it, it it almost comes across more as wolverine origins than it does uh you know, the Deadpool movies, um, or Green Lantern, if you want, you know, if you want to stick to Ryan Reynolds. You know. um, and, and I think part of it is just, is The Rock was playing so against type. Yeah, no one, no, it's just difficult to buy him as this imposing, threatening, you know, evil-esque, vengeful full figure anymore. Um, and so maybe, so, but it kind of works in contrast, I guess, to Dr. Fate and uh and carter but but when you 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 mentioned that he's got got kind of a punisher mindset and i I kind of disagree with that it's more like i think there's more of a cultural aspect to it because not not that um morality is you know relevant uh time to time because it's not but it's it's one of the lines he said which struck me because it was really funny is when he's talking to um adriana was that her name it's like Mm -hmm. uh, he's like she's like i don't want my son i don't want to teach my son violence and he's like i understand you want his father to teach him violence right you know yeah yeah and i mean this is the the time he came from you know he was a slave you know and everything so i i don't know i mean i think you could almost make the argument that if you picked anyone 
uh, from that period, they would have just blatantly killed people left and right because that's just what you did. Um, I, I, so I don't know that the Punisher comparison is 100% correct. Yeah, they killed his son, but like, who didn't lose a kid back then, you know? <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> infant mortality rates was very, very yeah, high for a very long time. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, we were talking yeah. pre-Egyptian times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you don't name your kids till they're 15. A numbers game to get your kids into the next generation. <laughs> <back then>. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the idea, though, of him being, like, the Kondok, you know, like, hero or whatever was going to be, like, him, like, imposing, like, his sense of justice. You know, whether or not that everybody else would feel like it's justice, I think the idea is that they're hoping that he will impose his sense of justice, you know, that- on, on the country, which they're hoping goes their way. But I'm like, you know, guys, you don't know this person very well, and you're just like, hey, like, impose your justice that's- on our country. And I'm like... <laughs> that's where the story falls apart for me. Uh, the After 5,000 years, his story lives on and there's a statue that's impossibly tall uh for the time like taller than the pyramids no weathering no like yeah you know like or very little very little i mean you can still like make out the lightning bolt um after five thousand years we still speak his name teth adam will return i'm like after five thousand years you guys kept the story straight <laughs> like you know there's two thousand years of just there was no writing like you didn't have a you know, you're just like, it was just an oral history. So I, I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. There's things get muddled through history and there's myths and legends and, you know, the just all of the, for 5,000 years, our family, even with the main bad guy. Oh, yeah. And this has been passed down for my, like, passed really? down for like... 5,000 years. That's a really consistent. You're sure about that? Like... You've got, you've got receipts from each passage. And... Yeah. Like no one just went screw this. I'm not telling my kid this bedtime story. Right? No, the statue. I had problems with the statue, and I get that we have things like the pyramids that are, you know, several thousand years old. I still think they're not five thousand, but like they're several thousand years old. But the thing is, the pyramids are a very sturdy structure. The base is much larger than the top, and so therefore, <laughs> you know, yeah. those pyramids stay up. Whereas a statue, a statue is a much weaker structure, and but- weathering like will cause that thing to crumble and i just yeah i it's it's a dc no but but maybe they didn't build it five thousand years ago maybe they kept telling the story of teth adam and then once their technology evolved to the point they could build the statue (laughs) that big all right we don't we they never said when the statue was built you're right and and, and between conquests they worked on it a little bit at a time yeah Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) Uh, while fighting off invaders it's, it's just kind of like how you don't want to think about the, the fact that like this is the only place in the world where you know vibranium i mean eternium is and <laughs> um but no one's ever checked that one mountain over here for anything like with all these caverns in oh, it. no no no. that mountain oh, has unobtainium oh yeah you can't get there there's too much it's unobtainable it's up to unobtainable <laughs> Yeah, I thought the name. I thought the the term Eternium. I'm sure it's from the comics. I'm sure that that's like legit. But it's just like, come on, guys, you're not even trying. It, that's that's <laughs> about as bad as an Obtainium from Avatar. You know, it's just like, yeah. Anyway, 
either that or i just kept seeing castle grayskull in my head every time they said mm-hmm. eternium and I'm just like, <laughs> i have the power and you know shazam is kind of like you know first of all the name adam oh, right like and mm-hmm. then there's our i said shazam but like you know the name adam and then there's a lightning and, bolt and there's the lightning bolt and the transformation and, and then he's all big and buff version. so i mean there is a little bit of he-man just stuff. get him a sword and a yeah cat. Yeah, yeah it's, it's and taylor does the real work yeah it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so yeah what did you think about the jsa you know uh in this in this movie um we'll start with you on this one ryan uh you know we got four four characters basically but what do you think of how they were handled both as a group and as individuals uh, I, that's like a pop podcast all in and of itself um <laughs> I, you know it, it, as we mentioned the casting was was fine i uh mm-hmm. i i honestly would have watched a, a movie of them doing something else entirely different or if this had been um you know a jsa movie that introduced black adam that would have also been great mm-hmm. um because I, I i have so many problems with it like first off how long have they been around? Where do they come from? Like, you know, do they predate the Justice League? I mean, it's, you know, chronologically, they probably should, but then, but Waller also knows them. Did she form them? Or they're, they're working for Waller, but they're protecting life? I mean, it's, I think I told you, Nathan, that Hawkman has to fly up pretty high to hit the low ground, you know, and, and the we protect life argument when you're taking orders from Waller. I know. Um, I know. You know. I was just like, <laughs> the whole Waller thing just like hurts it so much. And I'm just like, why? We support global I, stability. Now yeah. that I know it's a late addition to the script, <laughs> I'm like, guys, why did you do that? Other than the fact that they mm-hmm. just want to like make Waller more prominent, I think. But like, and like, but that's it. They could have taken like two minutes of dialogue or two sentences of dialogue where we find out that that Eternium is you know being processed by an american company that waller was trying to protect their profits or something like that and then like oh okay now i, I kind of get at least waller's interest in it um if not necessarily the jsa's uh interest um yeah I, the, well and even the thing is i think, honestly a suicide squad would have made more sense well the yeah. thing is like no because i mean i can understand like waller realizing from what little she knows about him because they have those ancient texts or whatever in the library of yeah, congress the forbidden texts right? that no one's seen <laughs> you know, but, today. but but like to realize that his power level is way too high for a suicide squad but then it should have been like because the way they present it even though it's never said outright it seems like she runs the justice society like they take orders from yeah. her if it had been characterized as more of a you know, hey, I'm calling in a favor for that thing I did, you know, where I, I, you know, I helped you guys out, you know, before. If Hawkman was like, what do you want, Waller? Right, exactly. And Waller's like, I need to call in my favor. Yeah. Not today, Waller. Right. Like they don't yeah. normally work for Waller, but just in this particular yeah. instance, because the threat is so grave and because they owe her a favor, they're going to do this thing for Waller. Yeah. Like that would have helped like so much in creating mm-hmm. like uh, like like you say, like keeping it out of the moral low ground. <laughs> they're in there. It's just like Yeah, because as it stands, Hawkman comes down and goes, We support American imperialism <laughs> all across the globe. I mean, yeah. I mean global Global stability. Global stability. Yeah. You have oil here. That's what we meant. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you know? guys are anti-communist here, right? Okay, good. Then <laughs> you know. I mean, that's. Yeah. It. It just. The only. Another thing that kind of threw me out of the movie, and this is this is more a qualm, uh, a beef that I have with all superhero movies currently, not just um, 
this one was the unearned technology. I mean, you know, we see Carter's lair and then like there's nanotechnology everywhere. And he's got the super jet coming up out of his, you know, home in Louisiana. And like, th th and they can heal people and like from gunshot wounds and like 10 minutes and everything. And it's just like, no, I, 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 I acquiesced to it with Iron Man because at least he worked up to his nano suit over the course of, you know, 22 movies. Um, but this was just like okay. okay didn't, so we're didn't they say start. he was? Didn't they say it was alien technology? I thought they if did. They, they thought there was a line they, about I'm, it. I, I was great. paying attention. No. I was like, which which Hawkman am I getting? Am I right? Because I think that was just Thanagarian tech. Because they say something about it being nth metal archaeologist. He's like the, this is the only metal. thing they specifically said was alien was uh, Doctor Fate's helmet, which I have a yeah. whole other issue. Ooh, with. Right? Yeah. No, I, I was like, <laughs> wait, like I, again, right? I don't know a lot about Doctor Fate, but I was like, I thought the helmet was like an ancient magical artifact, not an alien mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, only according to all the lore of the right. <laughs> that, But okay, they did that, definitely say the ship was nth metal, though, and did, that comes from space. They did. They did. Well, yeah. they never established that it comes from space. They never said it came from space. Did you say, yeah, my whole ship is made out of nth metal. Yeah, Where before, Hawkman had like an nth metal belt that let him fly and an nth metal mace. And that was like it. That's hey, all. somebody yeah. saw X Men, and they were just like, "Wouldn't it be cool if they had a jet?" But instead of coming up with it <laughs> from a swimming pool, yeah, it comes up from like a huge garden lawn, like in his I mean, estate. You know? the 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 opposite effect <laughs> could have been that he had just came up out of the bayou. So at least they didn't do that. <laughs> if they did that, it better be. Um... The League of Dooms domed. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that. The League of Dooms like skull cap opens up and. <laughs> I would I would have watched that. That would be great. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, all in all, I felt like there's there's great potential with the JSA, and I also feel like mm -hmm. um, Doctor Fate in particular. They're like, oh man, people seem to like Doctor Strange. What do we have that's Doctor Strange? <laughs> 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 which is kind of undeserved it's unfair to dr fate who's a great character you know but yeah. well i think it's unfair to pierce brosnan who i yeah. feel like was like acting his brains out uh for that role yeah. too like he gave it his best shot a blesses bless bless his heart <laughs> he tried so hard right the, the script the script was a bit of a mess so i mean like it didn't do him any favors but i feel like as far as brosnan playing dr fate that was one of the things that i really oh, yeah. liked about it there's probably like three hours of supercuts of Brosnan going, huh, 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 like waking up. They go, give me another, give me another waking up from an apocalypse dream. Huh, huh. Mm. Well, I sort of like the idea of somebody who's been doing this for like a hundred years and is like, yeah. like, like, cause you don't usually see that. You usually don't see, you either see the superhero who's at the height of their powers, just learning their powers or if they're getting old they die before they get like too bad off and so we're seeing a guy that's starting to like mm -hmm. you know get a little mentally foggy and you know is having you know some difficulty you know doing stuff but like when he's on he's on yeah what i always felt what i always felt like i liked about dr fate was that um he didn't like using his powers because he was like i'm not in control this other thing takes over and sometimes it makes decisions that are for the better of the universe or for all life in existence but sometimes it, it can suck for other people and i don't like living with the guilt of what some of the tough choices he has to make you know and and that, that and i think that came through in some of uh 
Pierce Brosnan's performance where he was, he didn't really want to put the helmet on. He's like, okay, now I got to put the helmet on, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it, I mean, it could have been worse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ap- apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. It could. Yeah. But I mean, his, you know, let's just be thankful that he, he didn't have an apocalyptic dream with the Joker in it, you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> laughing or, in a spiral of knives. Yeah. You know, or, well, no, but more like, uh, you know, the extended cut of, 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 Justice yeah. League. That, yeah, that's yeah. The, I, that's why I was really amazed that they went with. Yeah, see, that's something. Apocalyptic dreams in the DCU. Yeah. yeah. How are you spelling apocalyptic? Like? <laughs> you know. J- <laughs> Zack Snyder's, uh, you know, Doctor Fate, and it's all like just <laughs> dreaming about this future where Batman's like walking around in the desert and has the Joker. And- I really liked the Justice League's casting. I liked um, what's the actor's name? Aldous Hodge. I think he was a great Hawkman. Um, I didn't like. I said like Ryan was saying about the technology. I was like, are they trying to do Iron Man? I feel like they're trying to do Iron Man. Like, is this guy, are they trying to sell Hawkman as Iron Man? I'm like, why are you going to do that? Hawkman's his own thing. Like, he doesn't need to be Iron Man to be cool. He can just be Hawkman to be cool because Hawkman's cool. But yeah. they, you know, they, you know, and then I, I just felt like they were like, hey, we got a, we got a guy who changes sizes and he's kind of goofy like that Ant-Man guy you like. Yeah, but he gets big instead of small, you know, and it, it just, it just felt like, they were just like, hey, we got what you like, kids. You know, it's it's like, mom, I want Ant Man. We have Ant Man at home. Can you see Adam Smasher? <laughs> you know? Ant Man from Wish. Instead of it just being Adam Smasher on his own, like Adam yeah. Smasher is cool on his own. He doesn't need to be like Ant Man. He doesn't need to be like Iron Man. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and they need to have a jet like the X Men that comes. And out the jet, the wait, you could have had a jet. It just be a spaceship, and yeah. that's a Thangarian spaceship. And and Hawkman's an alien, and just say, well, he's an alien. He's here on Earth. Like we don't need to explain. I, I'm not, you know, uh, deeply familiar with DC animated and so forth. But is there a reason they had Henry Winkler uh, cameo as the original Adam Smasher? Henry Winkle is cool. I think that's so. I mean, is that okay? I mean, I'm I'm he's a little funny. That. That's fine. But okay. some of the other actor was kind of funny. Okay. They're just trying to establish. <laughs> I, I thought chops. that was an Easter egg. I just that went over my head. Okay. I yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, James, what do you think about uh, the Justice Society? I mean, I really, I really liked everything that I got to see in, uh, out of them. Uh, mm-hmm. As said, I mean, I thought Pierce Brosnan was a good pick to be Kent. Um, oh yeah. I thought that was really throwing me off, though, for a while that they kept calling him Kent, and all I could keep thinking about was Clark Kent, and I was just like, why do they keep calling him Kent? Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, that was like my big issue with that character was, yeah, the fact that the helmet, they were like, it's from space, and I was like, no, it's not. It's yeah. absolutely not from space. That's <laughs> that's Dr. Fate's helmet. It's possessed by the spirit of the son of an immortal that is always a problem it's uh vandal savage's kid and so he uh and it's a pain in the ass for everybody involved for everybody <laughs> involved uh because yeah it's a deal effectively you make a deal with the devil you know you 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 make this mm-hmm. handshake agreement um to basically surrender your body uh to him 
when he needs it. And yeah, he does these questionable things sometimes. <laughs> the ends justify mm. the means. Yeah, it's sort of a warlock position. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh I but I thought his casting was good. I actually I really like the casting for Hawkman. Um I was actually pretty glad that they decided not to delve into like anything to do with like Hawk Woman and their backstory. They hinted at it just a little bit. Um specifically at that point where he's just like, you know, I've seen you, I've seen you die. And he's just like, yeah. He goes, I kind of figured I'm no stranger to death. And I was just like, yeah, there's the little piece. There's the little piece. And mm. then they just went past it. Um, I think the two newbies, uh, they were they were fine. Um, I didn't have problems with them. But I, I agree with what Nate's saying. I've, this is the overarching problem for DC right now is they just throw a bunch of heroes into a movie. And then they go, here's our heroes. Look at them here they are they do the things they do the things you know the things um and it's just so disjointed every single time there's no backstory on the character there's nothing that makes them significant or interesting other than if you're a dc person who read the comics you absolutely know the backstory and it feels like that's how they're casting these characters into these movies is they're like oh we don't care about the audience like nerds are going to tell general audience people that this is a cool movie and they'll go to it anyways but we'll we'll do you know we we don't have to cover extra ground because the nerds know <laughs> it's like but that's not that's not how you should do it um they just, I almost yeah. wonder if what if we just didn't have the introduction of the JSA? The JSA just shows up mm. as it is. Like they just cut all that out and just a plane flies over and Hawkman goes, okay, here we go. And, and they jump out. Like would that, I wonder if that's how the movie originally went just because there's so much unexplained things in the movie where they just sort of like, hey, this is just how it is. I'm not going to tell you why. <laughs> You know, and I and I don't I don't have a problem with that kind of storytelling. Like I'm okay with just sort of like running with it and be like, okay, I guess we'll figure this out later. Um, but what if just like four superheroes that you kind of know, maybe you don't, just jump out of the sky and start wrestling with your your protagonist? Like, would that have made more sense? I almost feel like it would have. I think it would have been better without the preamble of Amanda Waller and Hawkman. Hawkman said, I've assembled this team and I got this person who does this and this person who does that. And this, and it's just like, no, they just fall in. And, yeah, I either feel know. like there should have been a JSA movie ahead of time that like established the characters and then it's like, mm -hmm. oh, and now we're doing Black Adam and guess what? Those guys, you know, from this other movie, they just show up and they're fighting him now because he's a threat. Or, you know, but yeah, like I don't like 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 what you're describing, I think would have been fine too to like just make the movie focused more because I think that's the real problem. I think the movie is completely unfocused the way that mm -hmm. it is because it it feels like if we haven't already established the J they want to establish the JSA as well as do this black Adam movie. And it's kind of like the establishing the JSA is distracting us from this being a black Adam movie. So you should have either done the work and given them an HBO max thing or done a movie with them first and then said, Oh, look, the JSA are showing up now in black Adam or 
just have it be like, hey, like just like in any other movie, like the hero has antagonists and the antagonist this time just happened to be what would be good guys because he is not necessarily a, you know, a good character. An absolutely good guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely a good guy. But, you know, like, you know, lots of superhero movies just have villains kind of show up in that they, you know, haven't like super scarecrow shows up and Batman begins. And it's just kind of like, oh, he's already scarecrow. We don't really give him much backstory. He's just like, there he is, you know. He's, and, my, he's like, guess what? My name's Scarecrow. And I, <laughs> I have scare this you. Right, exactly. There it is. <laughs> like, I don't think you need a lot right. of extra explanation. But yeah, I think I, that, I think you're exactly right, Nathan. Is that you know they could have done a 45 minute or a three episode special, you know, peacemaker style quick shot to establish the GSA, have them fight a guy, and then fight each other because all superheroes have to fight each other before they work together and then they fight the bad guy and mm-hmm. then they win and then black adam and then just say hey if you want to know who these guys are who just like fell out of the sky in black adam you can watch it on black on hbo max if you don't care that's fine you don't need to know they're just bad guys in this movie I feel like there's a bigger problem because they've invoked the JSA. So not only is it a problem like with what Ryan was bringing up of it's like, wait a minute, we just barely got the Justice League. And they basically acted as if like the whole idea of metahumans is like kind of a really, really new thing. But when you invoke the JSA, you start asking questions like, wait, have there been superheroes going back to World War Two? Like, Star you know, like, Girl. why is there a just, well, no, I, I watched Stargirl, but this isn't the same Earth as Stargirl. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're the Justice Society. Uh, right. So it's like, but the idea of the Justice Society is like a superhero team that goes back to, like, World War II. And so it's like, wait, so is this, like, the Justice Society as in, like, there have been superheroes going back to World War II? Is this a mm-hmm. new thing where they're just, like, imitators of the Justice League, which just got established? Like, what is this thing? Like, why do we have this group? And again, like, because there's been no, I mean, this is the thing that hopefully having a central figure, I'm saying in quotes because it's two people, which I still think is kind of like DC Warner, you still haven't gotten it right because you want to have a central figure, but you made it two people and that's still not central. Um, But it's better than what you've had. It's better than a committee, I guess. Uh, But but because there hasn't been anyone making decisions about the DC universe. Mm -hmm. It's just like, so the guys writing these movies are just like, I don't know what the history of this world is. I don't know like what I can use and what I can't use. So I'm just going to like throw in things that I think like we're cool and like, we'll just see what sticks. And it's like, that's a really bad way to try to compete with Marvel, which is what they keep saying. You know, like, I mean, there's a whole other like tangent we could go on about DC, you know, and (laughs) and their Marvel envy, but that's the other problem is it's like, they want to compete with Marvel without doing the work that Marvel's done. And it's just like, Oh Mm -hmm. guys, you keep dropping the ball because you keep just wanting to just throw stuff at the screen and be like, why aren't we having the successes Marvel's having? (laughs) Well, you know, it's, um, someone was saying earlier like that, um, DC makes makes their movies basically for comic nerds, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, to, to, so they can fill in their own gaps. Whereas I, I think that's maybe not so much after phase three or definitely not phase four but marvel from the beginning they're like hey our movies are accessible for everyone you do not have to know this character you do not have to know anything come in and enjoy it and uh we will tell you what you need to know whereas yeah um 
I don't know when it exactly happened, maybe with the second Suicide Squad movie, but somewhere here or DC's just decided, you know, screw it. Either you know these characters from the comics or you don't. Good luck to you. You know, right. and it's yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. And and why don't they make Marvel numbers? Because you don't make it for general audiences. You know, it's yeah. like it's that simple, guys. And again, like the hopefully that's another thing that uh having you know, two guys like like actually like coming up with this is the story of the DC movies and this is how we, you know, this is how we're moving forward and we're going to establish a timeline and all that. Like, hopefully they're going to do all that work so that people yeah. understand at least the framework that they're putting these movies into. But it's going to it's going to be a lot of work up front because they're going to have to fix like a lot of the stuff that doesn't make sense, at least in their own mind, even if it never makes it on screen, I feel like they'll need to have like an explanation for people who ask like behind the scenes, like, Hey, wait, like, how does this work or who, you know, how are these characters related to each other and stuff like that, that hopefully they'll have decisions where they're like, okay, this is what we've established. And so just spring off that. I don't know how many different universes, movie universes or timelines we're dealing with, uh, with the DCU at this point, but I, I can think of probably at least, three three or four different ones so you're watching this you know like, oh there's a jsa well maybe this is a whole totally different continuity than the justice league one or maybe it's a different continuity than the robert pattinson the batman one or maybe they have specifically said that the movie the joker and the movie the batman are both in different universes from like the dcu yeah. like like yeah. those are separate but everything right. else is supposed to be linked together because, like, that's, like, how they've established it. Because even in Shazam, like, when they mention things, they always mention things that have been in other movies, you know, like, right. that have been established already. So, like, it's all supposed to be, like, this is one thing from Man of Steel to now. But, I mean, didn't I'm, – I'm, I'm again, I only saw it once in the theater, and I've tried to block most of it out. But Aquaman contradicted itself and contradicted the uh the dceu as it was at that point in time and i feel like wonder woman did as well how did aquaman contradict anything See, that's what i'm trying to remember but uh i do feel like there was some argument that aquaman and wonder woman the movies may or may not have been um in the greater dceu i don't because i mean well, aquaman even references justice league like they they talk about like defeating steppenwolf like in aquaman so i mean like mm -hmm. it directly references justice league yeah i mean i'm I'm willing to not press it with aquaman until i go back and find out what the heck i'm talking about okay. but that's just a memory i have and as far as one woman goes i think it was just a matter of her ability to fly or lack thereof because she couldn't in justice league but apparently she could um you know predating that in the movies he never knew she could I fly. Nobody don't told think her. she flew until 84. In 84, she lassoed. Well, and yeah, she, yeah, she doesn't actually fly in 84. She lassoes clouds. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Superman doesn't fly. He just jumps really far. I mean, well, no, no. They, they, no, that was the original version in the 1930s. Yeah. They have yeah. said now that he does actually fly. Like, you know, from it's the an evolution. various reboots, yeah. you know, that they've done with his character. But now, now he hovers, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah as far as the jsa themselves um i really like dr fade really like pierce brosnan uh mm -hmm. as dr fate and like i said I, th I think that was a great performance i liked hawkman um again like sort of like an aggressive character but an aggressive character that sort of like fits within like our you know sort of like ideas of like morality whereas he's against black adam who is a very aggressive character who does not fit within those bounds uh cyclone is adorable yeah. 
like like yeah. that 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 woman is like just so cute like i was just like wow like she is she's just so adorable um i did not like adam smasher at all i found really? him very annoying like i was just like uh like like i i don't have time for you dude like i didn't i didn't like the uh the choice of kind of sp- mush taking the atom smasher action figure and the cyclone action figure and smushing them together and say now kiss you know or they just sort of looked at each other and were like hey we're young and unattached so let's just we're young and smile at like, each other it, just let it happen so this weird bromance like you don't have to have two people like I each know. other i i i was trying to, to figure that out like, throughout the movie i'm not sure it has there's to no be reason romantic. for them to like each other i'm, I'm, see, I'm other not than, sure they're just both 24. Like, I mean, that was I, I mean, I get why he is might be into her. There's no reason for her to be into him. And no. like, honestly, everything that she says and does, I'm not sure that she is into him. Like, I think that she's just like, like, oh, you poor little thing. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, like, that was that was definitely the vibe was. Well, he, he gives off Labrador energy. So. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, <laughs> really like he's definitely a lab. He's like, you want your friends? <laughs> Do you want to be friends? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure that they were doing that. I, I, I it did seem possible, and, and I was watching for it. But like, yeah, I felt like it. I think that it's just supposed to be like she just sees him as somebody that needs help, and you know, it's just kind of like, oh, you know, you poor boy, you try so hard. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the supporting cast in Condoc um you know because we have you know uh our family basically that mm-hmm. is uh helping adam and out the little boy explaining superheroes to <laughs> superhero and thankfully within the dcu they have all the dc comics that exist in our universe so it's really yeah. easy for them it's so easy to have like you know to, to, for them to like put props in and such and posters I felt like and I was all being kinds slapped of stuff in the face with those comic books like <laughs> Every two minutes, those things are falling out on the floor. <laughs> They're falling out of the backpack. They're you feel like there's a warehouse somewhere. Waving that... them in his face. You know, like, it's just everywhere. There's comic book, comic book, comic book, comic book. Hey, guys, comic books. It's, there's a warehouse somewhere that Warner has just full of, like, memorabilia and, like, comics and stuff. And they're just like, God, guys, we got to get rid of this stuff. Well, we're making this Black Adam movie. Like, unload the warehouse on the set and just have them make use of anything that they can. <laughs> but, but yeah, it seems kind of weird for there to be posters about characters that you're not even supposed to know whether or not they exist, you know, <laughs> like Batman specifically. So I'm going for, it's supposed to be like this sort of like mm-hmm. dark rumor of Gotham city, you know, Clark Kent had to investigate to see if this guy actually exists and you know, what is he and stuff like that. And it's just like, no, nah, we got posters of him, like, like <laughs> photorealistic posters, not like hand-drawn stuff or anything. It's just like, really? He posed. Like Batman just is like, hey, Batman know? came down to the Batcave. It's well, it was Ben. We Affleck. got it. We got a photo <laughs> shoot in 15 minutes, and I told him you'd be there. And I'm the, I'm the Man of Steel. I mean, I, he's not about to let go of the license. My word is my bond. Yeah, I guess not. So again, this is a minor nit, but it's just one of those things that takes me out of the movie when I see that because I'm like. If these are real characters, why does this stuff exist? Unless they're all like super, like um, 
you know, uh, uh, cutthroat, like, I'm going to make money off of my brand, like, kind of like mentality. And yeah, like, you know, they're all, they're all trademarked. They're all right. trademarked. It's this really cynical, like, look at the DC heroes. They're they're part of a corporation, just like the superheroes and the boys. They're right. mm-hmm. I know, that's what I'm like. They got them all from thought. Yeah. <laughs> when we're trying to say, okay, okay, oh god, this is the other thing I meant to bring up with the JSA that I didn't bring up. So we already talked about the Waller problem, but we also like Hawkman's got the whole moral high ground of the superheroes don't kill, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the best argument for Ryan's they're not in the same universe because because it's like, wait a minute, Superman's killed. And I mean, you can say Batman's not a hero, but, you know, Batman in the DCU is killed. Um, oh, man, Batman is a psychopath. <laughs> right. in the DCU. He's got machine guns on the Batmobile yeah. in, the, in the DCU, you know, in the Zack Snyder, Batman v Superman. He's got machine guns and crap on the Batmobile. I mean, I you, you watch him kick men so hard in the chest there's no way they live like they absolutely just got crushed in that instant they're flying out windows yeah but i'm talking about even again not not his fault but gravity is the real evil there you're talking about like in general batman i'm saying in the Zack snyder version of batman he has literally killed people on screen multiple times and branded the ones that live <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and we yeah, kill Superman's people, killed at least they're two. wearing a mask and they're an unidentified stunt person. Yeah, and Superman's <laughs> killed at least two people on screen. Aliens don't count. Aliens don't count. Okay, so Aliens one one human. Cool. We've seen him kill one human <laughs> at the beginning of BVS. Uh so yeah. The other person Superman killed wasn't an American, so that's not only like half. As well. That's only half a kill. Yeah, exactly. It's quoted as saying Aquaman isn't necessarily in the DCEU. So that's probably why I was Um, thinking of. Isn't necessarily. Yeah, he wants to have it it both ways. Who said that? Uh, James the director? Wong. The director. Oh, but yeah, on. see, but yeah, that's not the way they've treated any of it, though. That's the thing. Like, various individuals who don't have a say in it have said things about how various movies might not be part of the DCU, but like basically the way that everyone has been treating it has been everything from man of steel through to black Adam, except for the Batman and the, the Joker movie have all been part of one maxi series. Um, But yeah, until, until something definitively says that it's not, I'm going to treat it as it is. Yeah. But, but no, no. So, so yeah, like the whole moral high ground about, yeah. You know, like, oh, oh the superheroes don't kill. If this, unless they establish that there are multiple, like, these movies are all in multiple different, you know, universes, but I still think they're trying to, like, call this, like, one universe. And mm-hmm. in that respect, this is ridiculous to say heroes don't kill because Superman is definitively a hero. And, you know, the, you know, in the, the eyes of the public, the worldwide public of this universe. And, um, you know, uh, he's killed people. So, anyway um so yes the family <laughs> that's i digress <laughs> oh wait there's a family I really like the uncle <laughs> i thought the electrician uncle was a great foil good comedic comedy chops i don't know where what he's done before i haven't i don't know if i've seen him before i kept but... waiting for him to get electrocuted though i'm like don't set <laughs> yeah. that up and not pay it off yeah i know because we have an, like, we have an electricity anti-hero he's just dying to get shocked by this guy it's like, you're, gonna, you're gonna die he's by probably electricity. just gonna fix a tv one day and screw in a tube wrong and 
Well, I just thought it was funny because he's like, he basically like, I'm immortal if I'm just trying to club people. But I'm like, I'm you know, a power line can drop on you. Anything zombies. can happen. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. You like the uncle? Yeah. I like the uncle. Um, I thought the mother was a little, I don't know, preachy. It just seemed mm. weird. Like her motivations was just like, tropey. I, I really didn't understand what she was trying to do with the crown. She was like, no one's found this crown yet, so I'm going to go find it so no one else finds it. But it's like, no one's found it in 5,000 years. I bet if you stop looking for it, no one will find it because <laughs> they haven't found it yet. It must like, be a really good hiding space. I know, you know, like they tried to justify it as she had to find it before the bad guys could find it so they couldn't get it. But it almost but the seems bad like guys have been looking for it for 5,000 years. I really wanted her to try to use it. Like, I was like, oh no, she wants because she thinks like if I use its oh, power, yeah. I can turn the tables on these bad guys. Yeah, and I, I can just, free my people. I can right. use the crown. Yeah, no, I totally, I, I was, I was right there with you. I was like, oh yeah, no, she's gonna be the bad guy. But uh, no, no, I didn't take the interesting choice. They took the blind choice of her just preaching. Although, like you said, the best part of it is when she confronts the JSA and is basically like, yeah. you know, like you guys didn't get like our country was basically like, you know, like, like you know, taken over by this group, and like you guys didn't care. It's just like, oh, you know, yeah. No, we've been invaded for the last 75 years and people have been stealing our resources and you don't care. Now we get our own guy to take care of us and now you're going to get rid of it. Now you're going to get rid of them. But get yeah, but then the movie like is like, that's really interesting, but let's not pay attention to that. Let's go over here now and focus on this. And it's just like, I don't know. It's the just movie like, was interesting up until that point. Like it yeah. was, you had the people throwing things at the superheroes like the good guys, you know, they were like, oh, wait, we're not the good guys. People aren't cheering us on because we're fighting the bad guy. No, you're not. the well, You're not the good I, guys. You're the bad guys. Well, Adam Smasher couldn't take a step through the city without destroying some 2000 year old statue, you know, or, or I would have been a little mad at him, too. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, th there was there was a very interesting place they could have gone here. But again, I feel like they they don't know what they're doing because they don't know what story they want to tell. Because... I feel like there's like 45 minutes of movie where that happened. Where the movie we're yeah. talking about happens and they just cut it mm -hmm. and put in what we saw. Because I yeah. think they want the audiences to have a favorable impression of these these characters and so it's like okay we'll have this thing said because it makes sense in a black adam movie but then we're totally gonna veer off and not like like think about that or talk about that ever again yeah they just take a left turn as soon as they she said she has her her moral like you know like moral equivalency argument they just take a hard left and right because there's never any like counter hero. argument there's never a point when they defend their stance on like international relations and when they like go into a situation around because there are arguments you can make for like why like they fight crime per se but they don't like go in and like you know alter like the geopolitical situation in places mm -hmm. you know but they don't make any argument there's no justification for like the mindset or how they perceive this and it's just well, like even the boy you know, argues well, with the australian guard saying you're not from here you don't live here that, that's all yeah. you do is make us wait in lines and steal our stuff and that's i mean that's another that's another argument against Carter and the GSA. Like, it's not even that uh, Kondak was 
being occupied by a foreign power. They were being occupied by a group of mercenaries, Australian yeah, inter, mercenaries inter predominantly. Gang, yeah. Intergang, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I, I, how do you defend that? Oh, we we were supporting the status quo, the status quo being, you know, basically yeah, <laughs> occupation by mercenaries, you know, yeah. high-tech mercenaries. It, 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 it boggles the mind. And I got to admit, that was another thing that, I don't know, I'm, I'm not uh, as well-versed in DC as I'd like, but they could have had a, uh, a, another fake country having occupying conduct. And I thought that would have been a better way to go as well. They wanted to reference the name Intergang because they knew that a few people would get really excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a couple of nerds who'd be like, Intergang, they like Apocalypse. They work with Apocalypse, guys. Because because Zack Snyder's Justice League mentioned Darkseid, so maybe they might do something with Darkseid. Because for those who don't know, listening to this, uh, the character Darkseid basically and his group uh, establish Intergang on Earth as sort of like the front for their, like anything they want happen on earth and so yeah it's <sighs> yeah but again they don't know what they're doing they're just throwing stuff out there but it doesn't go anywhere right like even if that was the thing like then yeah you know reference dark side doc reference granny like you know mm. like and an granny apocalyptic goodness. dream <laughs> again how are apocalyptic you apocalypse <laughs> okay james what do you think about the family uh they bugged me uh, mostly, <laughs> except for like the uncle, as said, like good comedic like chops as far as like uh, co comedic relief uh, mm -hmm. in situations. I mean, and we get it from the get go. It's like as soon as like they park and they get to where they need to be. Um, He's he like he plugs in his tape and he starts singing. Like, hey, I got a bad knee. Good luck, okay. guys. My my favorite <laughs> yeah. my favorite gag in the whole thing, and yeah, it was in the commercials, but I still laughed, is when Black Adams taking out everything and he shows up on the road like in front of them. They stop and they roll up their windows. And I'm like, you've just seen him take out an army, and you guys just roll up your. I windows. did. I did love that scene where exactly like he starts like slowly walking past the window, and they're just like, yeah, we're just gonna nonchalantly. Right. And not make no like it's gonna make no any contact. difference. <laughs> His vision um, is based on movement. Right? <laughs> yeah. He's a T-Rex. He's a T-Rex. You know, plan With B like to pretend they were asleep, you know? So, I mean, you know. But yeah, I just, I don't know. It's like, as as said, yeah, mom was kind of preachy. She was, she was very, like, helicopter mommy, but, like, at the wrong time. I'm going to start <laughs> a revolution, but you stay inside and study. Yeah. Yeah, like, and 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 it was just so. And and I said it was like that crown, that stupid crown, that stupid crown that weighed down yeah. so much of oh, that movie. I'm supposed to read it upside down and in a mirror. Yeah, like it just it like because we start with like this crown of power, and that's where I thought so much of the focus was going to be. I thought we were going to get to a bad guy with a crown way sooner than we did mm -hmm. and then that was going to be like the problem it's like okay the jsa shows up they fight black adam black adam beats the crap out of him some bad guy puts on the crown he becomes the big bad and then they team up to beat the big bad guy and like that's what happens but it's there's so a, spaced there, there's out another black adam means. movie where that happens like it, yeah, exactly they filmed that and then they went <laughs> wait a minute yeah guys guys viola davis she's gonna win an oscar we need to get her into this movie yeah so we had to 
reshoot a whole bunch of stuff and move scenes around on top of it all the kid like i thought my problem with the kid is the kid came across very much like billy batson's like adopted brother (laughs) who's like let me tell you how to be a hero Um, I mean, we just didn't go through a montage of checking out what his superpowers were. That's really the (laughs) only thing that was different. Would you pick flight or invisibility? (laughs) Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, my gosh, why? Um, Yeah, it's just like little little things that just don't mesh with the the overall uh, piece of the family. Uh, I also feel for them because he destroys their apartment on multiple occasions for no reason for no reason there's a door and they establish as a joke later on that he knows what doors are and he basically says yeah i'm just an who goes through walls like that's what i do collapse you get the feeling that as he was flying around earlier on he saw like a few minutes of the tick and was like ah this is what we do in modern times we just like go through walls instead of using doors i was (laughs) just like oh my gosh and like so uh, yeah and then like i'm gonna fight hawkman in your living room we're gonna destroy a bunch more of your apartment because we don't care about where you live at all neither of us Mm -hmm. Uh, i was just like i mean i get black adam not caring yeah hawkman should be like Let's take this up. All right. This is yeah, a thing should... that I've wanted addressed for such a long time. Like, like ever since, and I never watched this show a lot, but ever since Power Rangers was on and I would see them demolish the city every week, I was like, why isn't there a show about people going after these supposed heroes for like destroying like all this yeah. stuff and like, like leaving people impoverished and on the streets. And I was like, and, and you know, they've teased it. You know, there was for a while they were saying Marvel was going to do a damage control series. And if people know from the comics, damage control isn't like what they're doing right now in the MCU, where it's just basically like shield by another name, like damage control was like the people who would come in after like these superhero yeah. fights would destroy yeah, they were structural engineers right they were structural engineers workers. And stuff. it was such a funny comic because of all the crap that they would have to deal with and all the like improbability of the situations that they had to deal with and i always wanted that i always want there to be like a show or a movie or something that's just like what do we do after this stuff? <laughs> because it's like they just like have no care they just like smash everything so anyway i'm sorry total digression I think a more interesting choice for the son would have been to make him a freedom fighter, like a, you know, like a Sarah Connor, John Carter kind of feel where she was like, you know, my, my only hope of freeing my people is to find 10th Adam and freeing him and finding the crown and stuff like that, you know, like to get rid of these oppressors. And then she's taught her son how to get past checkpoints on his skateboard like he did at the beginning of the movie. And then she's like, what are you doing here? Get out. And she admonished him for, you know, or maybe because they keep such rigid genealogical records going back 5,000 years. Maybe 5, we find years. out that there was another heir to the throne of conduct that the bad guy replaced and they're descended from that that family and the king this kid is actually the legitimate king of conduct i didn't look at the casting but the uh ariana and uh teth adam's wife did look a lot alike like in the yeah. flashbacks like i mean it was an obvious homage no but... I, I think that they were trying to say the reason why he gloms on to those two is because they remind him of his wife and son and I think that's yeah, supposed to be the but, thing. Like, I don't think they need to use the same actress. Yeah. Or one where actress with the same 
exact same facial structure. Um, but yeah, I think a more interesting choice would have been had the son be a freedom fighter, still being him what he was. But then like when he's like, hey, I got you past the checkpoint. And then they open up the door and let him in, you know, like. Because he is her son and the one true king. And the one true king. All he has to do is find a mirror <laughs> hanging upside down and he can put the crown on. Then they could have actually used that throne at the end. You know, he just sits on the throne. <laughs> all right, anyway. And, and and Teth Adam like holds him out over that overhang, like for all the people to see. Like the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, he just smudges some dirt on his forehead. Some red and dirt on his Simba forehead. And move on. Simba. <laughs> all right, Ryan, what do you think about the family? Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to say anything that anyone else hasn't. Uh, the kid was, God, your basic precocious, media savvy, uh, supposedly the stand-in for us. But the reality is, is the uncle. I mean, he was an out-of-shape engineering electrician. <laughs> That's our stand-in. That's who we see ourselves as in this movie. You know, yeah. Who's quick-witted. Yeah, that's who we all wanted well, to be. Well, I think be. he's more supposed uh, to be the person that kids who watch the movie are supposed to identify and feel like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's how I'd be. I'd be like just mm-hmm. like him, you know. Like, like who, the kid or the Yeah, uncle? the kid. Where he's just yeah, sitting on the couch I eating well, like, I pretzels. Said, I thought you were saying kids, should, kids, kids were relating to the uncle like they <laughs> yeah. should be like the uncle. I was just like, wait, they should be an overweight electrician who like hates dealing with all this stupid. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, but yeah, I, I think there's still the mindset that more kids are going to go see it because it's a superhero movie. And so we'll have the plucky young kid that kids can look at and be like, I'll be just like him, you know. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show where this movie was like six different scripts shoved yeah. together because you got the same movie where he kills indiscriminately without any blood but and with a precocious kid i mean it's like make up your mind um as far as the mom goes yeah she was tropish your professor freedom fighter type character but um i love sarah shahi uh i've been following her career since life since um person of interest so anything she's in she gets a pass you know (laughs) look just because i know the names of all four of her kids doesn't mean that (laughs) sometimes it's worth it james fair enough fair enough Uh, i've been stalking carl urban for years (laughs) but i challenge anyone to watch person of interest and then not come back and tell me that sarah shahi isn't awesome it's fair person of interest (laughs) is a great series no and she was good she was good i mean i don't don't really have a problem i have a problem with the choices that were made for her character but that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with her as an actress like she was very good at what she was told to do i get that languages are weird things and different languages throughout time and across the world work differently but i still have a hard time with someone who's supposed to be an expert in language not knowing that oh it's actually upside down and reversed i'm like (laughs) what language can you do that in and it's like oh no it actually reads better this way like right (laughs) yeah look it doesn't make any but i mean if we're if we're going to talk about language let's talk about the fact that Teth Adam has been buried for 5,000 years. Theoretically, he would only know <laughs> his yeah. own people's no, language. No, 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 no. no, that's a magic thing because when he depowers, he's speaking his own language again and doesn't understand what people are saying. That's part of his power set that somehow he's able to <laughs> um, understand languages. Universal translators in the. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but that. But no, oh, is that no, part I, of the that, wisdom they... of Solomon or something? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's part of like the wisdom power or whatever because, yeah, like. Like they that very specifically when he depowers, suddenly he's speaking his native language again and doesn't understand what other people are saying. So it's supposed oh, to be I do want to say I did like that 
we saw all five wizards. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the, at the, in the flashbacks where, you know, in Shazam, we only saw the one wizard that survived. And consequently, mm-hmm. we saw exactly how four of them died. Right. <laughs> yeah. We saw, <laughs> well, that yeah. was the thing in Shazam. They did a good job of showing like they were like, yeah, like we gave somebody the power before and it was a bad thing. And they gave us like a little like CG, like mini rock. You know, that was there, mm-hmm. you know, posing, you know, in his little story. So, um, you know, so they 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 at least referenced that, you know, that that was what happened. Um, and that the names that they used weren't the names that they weren't. It was Solomon. It was some other more primitive right. version of the each of the names. I can't remember. Yeah, because they said it was the ancient gods that they gave him the powers of, as yeah. opposed to the modern gods, like the modern you know, god Zeus of, yeah. is a modern Zeus. god. <laughs> it, it, cha- it changes as theology changes across the globe. You know, The modern one is Beyonce, people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you scream Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> doesn't even, and you're covered doesn't even scream. That actually would be Queen funny. Bay. That actually yeah, would be funny. Man. Like use Shazam, but use like all like pop culture like idols for the different letters and be like, you know. See, uh... John Cena. Uh, right. <laughs> he could turn invisible instead of see him. <laughs> the darkness of Zack Snyder. <laughs> it's the Z. Oh. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. Um yeah like the family again like it felt like you know we want to ground him somehow but then we created this family that's like the most like weird like it's like okay you want to ground him with like this everyday family in this in this country but it's like you've got the the scholar freedom fighter you know mom you know this super kid with secret passages and you know but also loves superheroes and so he can kind of coach you in the modern ways and then we've got this just normal everyday uncle that lives with them that isn't really involved in the freedom fighting or anything but it's just like hey yeah, he has just... a car he has a van I fix tv i'm just an average person living with these like impossible people but it's you know it's just normal there's an odd couple episode you could do odd couple with the uncle and black adam <laughs> where wow. he fixes tvs and then black adam shorts them out and he fixes them. <laughs> and he keeps having a heart attack oh my god this is it and then, you know, but doesn't, no okay keep fixing like the walls that he just bursts through <laughs> there's new wallpaper up every every episode because he's got to creep fixing the wall like the uncle like makes some kool-aid and he just smashes through the wall oh yeah <laughs> i like kool-aid see that's why hawkman could keep having fights with them because like hawkman's house is made of ins metal it's got nanotechnology everywhere so for him it's not a big mm-hmm. deal if he goes through hall walls or anything you know and then pan over to Jason Momoa, like just a little over to the right, and he's just like, "My man." <laughs> That's all, right. all Aquaman needs to say. Yep. That's all Aquaman is is a catchphrase. Let me do the uh, the bad guy. Uh, right no no that's that's that that's where i wanted to go next yeah. and so and so you know there's there's been this thing that you know uh after having like 50 marvel movies like people have talked about which is the third act problem uh that a lot of these superhero movies uh end up having and just kind of curious like how you guys like feel about you know our villain the whole third act 
you know, entirely where we're going with this movie. I, I'm just going to start out a little bit and just saying, like, I was kind of surprised that they went with, by the way, because of our rigid genealogical records, I know that I am the only surviving heir <laughs> of the king from 5,000 years ago, instead of the easy one, which I thought, which was, I have been reincarnated. I am the king, which was like, I was like, would have been so much better because then this is the guy that he directly has a beef with rather than him being some douchebag who's just like, oh yeah, like I have this legacy. So I want this crown and blah, blah, blah. And I just felt like that was kind of weak just on the face of it. That would have been so much better. He like rips right. his yeah. shirt open and he's got the upside down pentagram mm. already at scarred into his chest right because either like established that somehow he was made immortal by the small amount of power he got or whatever and he just needs yeah. to complete the process or say that he was reincarnated somehow one or the other i like they reincarnated that would have worked that would have yeah. worked instead of just being like the story's been passed down to the five thousand right. years the exact wording right. of the circumstances of exactly what happened and we never once disbelieved any of it in four or five thousand years and stopped telling the story like, what i would have found like the best is like he gets the crown because we see like anyone else touches the crown like the lights go off so like it's something that only his family can use so it's mm -hmm. like he puts it on and like the lights don't come on he's like what and it's like oh no there was an adoption somewhere in there you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm not descended from them. No, defeated. Just, just sitting there, just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over, and over again, trying to put it on. Yeah. Did he turn it off and turn it back on? You know? and, again, yeah, just... and, and I gotta say, like the whole like third, like I felt like okay, yeah, we created this monstrous like villain for him to fight. And then we created like a Ray Harry house and movie for everybody else to fight, you know, with our stop motion skeleton that guys. I did not get at all. That made no sense. <laughs> right. Why like... are the dead climbing out of the ground like like the Scorpion King? <laughs> dudes with curved swords climbing because out. Because the rock to... was in the Scorpion King. Yeah. They just decided uh, to use that thing. Apparently, Scorp... He is the Scorpion King. If you look closely in the background, Scorpion King was back there. That's right. The army the, the the, here's the problem. I think they front-loaded this movie too much. After having seen all the other cool stuff I'd seen, I was just kind of like, I'm ready for this to be over now. I, I, I feel like they should have come up with something either more clever or held back some of the action until the end because I felt like, and again, this movie's beautiful. I haven't mentioned, like I mentioned how cool that first fight was. This movie is from a standpoint of the effects and the powers mm -hmm. and how they're shown is amazing and is one of the best, if not the best superhero showcases visually that I've I think seen. that's I think it's that's it's the best thing and the worst thing about it is that it 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 managed to get itself to a 10 mm -hmm. but then it kept you in that heightened state for most of the movie and it's like how do you how do you get better than the first fight with the army and he destroys right. an entire inner gang army like it should have been uh a smaller at the very beginning but they, they just front loaded so much action well, like, and if they were going to, and that's one of the reasons I was saying, like, I think when they made that so big, I expected to have the big bad established so much earlier on. Cause I was just like, what, mm -hmm. what else is he going to do? Well, then it was like, oh, here's the JSA. Well, then we watch him hold his own 
against all four of them. Yeah, and the problem is none of them has a power set that's, I mean, Fate's the only one who could, like, conceivably, like, do anything against, like, the other three are just, like, he flicks them away because they are, like, not, like, anything to him. And so I was just like, so there's there's got to be a bigger threat like that's yeah. that's got to be on the way the only reason hawkman could could stand anything is just because of his nth metal armor mm-hmm. he wasn't doing any damage he was just able to withstand he could take a hit like adam he, like and dr fate was the only one that could actually do anything and that was his his multiplication prop uh, spell right. that he did um but you know like we said earlier the, the movie is so much better if it's just like him coming out and then fighting inner gang and destroying them and then fighting uh JSA and then eventually fl- it just takes longer and then the bad guy finds the crown puts the crown on becomes the demon uh Shazam the demon version of Shazam the hell mm-hmm. version of Shazam and then fights Black Adam and then the movie's over like that's that's the movie and then they inserted all this other JSA stuff that didn't this other story stuff that just didn't need to be there. Yeah, all the people yeah. who complain that Marvel villains tend to be weak, this guy was like the weakest villain. And part of the problem is we're splitting our time between Black Adam fighting the JSA, and then it's just like, oh, by the way, there's this other guy he needs to fight. He's not really interesting. We're not going to establish him really that well. He's just there as a thing to fight for the last like thing of the movie, and it's just like, yeah, I don't care. I'm not invested in this fight at all. You want me to care because... You know, Dr. Fate tells Hawkman he's going to die, even though we know it's Dr. Fate who's going to... Like, it's one of those things where it's like, when Hawk, mm-hmm. when, when he has, they have this conversation and it's like, uh, yeah, I saw that you're going to die. I'm like, oh my God, he's telling him that he's going to... Like, he's the one who's actually going to die, but he's mm-hmm. telling Hawkman that so that he won't stop him from sacrificing himself. But, can't, but yeah. only Fate can intervene. <laughs> doctor, if you have a PhD in Fate, maybe you can intervene. <laughs> It was so badly telegraphed. It was like there was no suspense yeah. from that. There was no actual thought that I ever had that Hawkman was going to die. I was like, again, writing and directing is what killed this movie. It wasn't. Yeah, it was their try to 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 imitate uh, Doctor Strange in Endgame, where he was just like, <laughs> "There's only one that works, but I can't yeah. tell you. He puts I can't up tell you finger. anything. <laughs> There's only one out of 320 yeah. million possible features." <laughs> I'm just glad somebody didn't go up and say, Adam, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> no, instead, we spent, you know, like an eighth of the movie with the kid trying to come up with a catchphrase for him. <laughs> oh. No, what you find out is that at the end of the second act is that, you know, Adam and Carter's moms were both had the same name. And that's what brings them together. <laughs> it was Martha. It Martha. was Martha all along. What Martha. did you say? <laughs> My mom's name was Martha too. <laughs> Let's be friends now. I really wish the the overarching DC joke was that every superhero's mother's name was Martha. Like that that would be so great. It would make more sense. And then you find out there's only one Martha. <laughs> I I didn't get the whole thing. Well, I'm first of all, I'm still disappointed that in Justice League, Aquaman and Bruce don't bond over the fact that both of them have a father named Thomas, but <laughs> that's not important. That's no. not important. Wait, Mommy. your dad is Thomas. My dad is Thomas. Oh my god! <laughs> and they like hug and stuff. But <laughs> but I I I the problem with the catchphrase thing, besides it just being like you know like annoying and sort of like out of left field uh, and tropish, is that 
he kills the people he fights. So why are you trying to tell him to tell people, tell him the man in black sent you because they're going to die? Yeah. Like, that's not even like, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like, who's he telling them to tell? Right. That exactly. the men in black, that the man in black sent him. In like, hell? Who? Like, what is it supposed to be? Like, you die and then you just like, like they, they the go to the Lord of hell me. and they're just like, the man in black sent me? I was told to tell you that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, that's how you get the best seat. They're like, which man in black? Yeah, and which just man like, in black? I don't know. They're just like, I mean, there's Tommy like a Lee litany Jones, of emo Will kids Smith. out there. Like, which one? Johnny Cash? You know, I mean, is it the shiny vampire kids or the <laughs> other vampire kids? Wait, you know. so many men in oh. black. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so so I've, I'm hearing a lot of agreement here. Like, does anyone feel like the villain like really worked for the movie? No, because it was just it was too late, too short. Like it was, it was we when we get him, he's powerful and he's cool. Like I honestly thought the design for him was really well done. Oh yeah. But the CGI was very, very obvious because it's a DC film. (laughs) We have to make it obvious. Um, and, and I like so, the fact that it's like so Shazam is lightning, you know, electricity is his element, and this thing is fire, fire is it, and you know, they did a good job of like visually like mm-hmm. showcasing that and all you right. Know. Yeah, I was right. like, oh cool, like a fire Shazam. Like I get mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And it and it and it was great, but again, it's like we finally get the big bad showdown at the end, and then it's kind of over quick like it doesn't actually take much screen time for that fight to be over bad guy vanquished and there we are seen. was anyone else confused about the 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 physicality like they were at the north pole the south pole or wherever they were like in the you know they're the icy waters mm-hmm. and the dude got resurrected he went to hell his physical body is on the plane in the south pole mm, and then yeah. he rises out of the oceans near uh Kandok, like the I mean, I, I thought he was gonna rise out of the cold oceans yeah. and beat the plane up and then fly to Kandok and you know, but it, it he just rose out of the oceans near Kandok. It it was very confusing. And again, this is what I'm talking about with the the ransom note way they did the editing. I feel like there was one movie where he woke up, he fought the he fought Intergang, he fought Justice League, Justice League. Uh, convinced him to depower and go away and then justice league fought the fought the bad guy and then black adam woke up and fought the bad guy and won the day like you know like i feel like that's a more coherent movie than what we got and it, it makes me so angry that's what makes me angry about the movie it's a good movie but what makes me angry about the movie is like i see the good movie with all this other crap where it got pieces got people went some producer somewhere just went this doesn't make any sense and we gotta like give the Ola davis in here and explain well it. but and and this is the classic dc problem right <laughs> dc's problem over the last few years has been producers stepping in and saying we don't we don't want you to do that we want you to do this re-editing the movie instead yeah. of letting directors yeah go through the editing process like they normally would um and actually make the movie that needs making. Uh, you know, we saw it with, it, we saw why Justice League was such a problem. It's because literally two directors tried to make a movie and smash it together 
and it was horrible. And and I agree with everything we've been saying. Like that's what this movie feels like. It feels like somebody mm-hmm. else took a separate story, smashed it into this, and was just like, that makes sense, right? Families <laughs> make sense. Go. I hope that I'm pronouncing this correctly, but release the Colette Sama cut. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The director, let's, start a, let's start a petition. If we can right. get the Snyder cut. Yeah. Of Justice League. If in two years' time they can petition to get a Snyder cut, it's possible for anything, right? <laughs> WB has no spine. Can we bet. petition for the Batgirl cut? Although James Gunn has gone on the record saying that he's, they're not looking backwards, they're only looking forward. Because, you know, people asked him about doing the ire cut of... Um, of suicide squad you know the original one because you know that was a movie that was horribly like changed in editing yeah. and the director was you know pretty salty about it ruined and committing people have been like hey the snyder cut you know worked out pretty well why not release the ire cut of suicide squad and they also asked him about like bringing back legends of tomorrow and he was like yeah no we're not looking backwards we're only looking forward so well and that's the so thing with that kind of mentality with we're only looking forward the only thing i can I, I really think they need to do is they need to hit the reset button to a degree. I don't care. You don't got to change the actors. That's fine because we've mm-hmm. established there's multiverse the and all that kind fine. of stuff. Yeah. Casting's fine, but like, let's just start over, start fresh, start with a clean slate and go, okay, we're making a, an actual, like announce it and have a plan. Like Marvel has a roadmap another 10-year plan yeah yeah another one but like make a contract that james gunn's not going to be fired over those 10 years and that he can't walk away and like he has to stay and make choices good or bad we're gonna do it there's any i mean any criticism you want to throw at james gunn it is not that he doesn't make choices he has always made clear every film you ever watch him do he's always made and that's the most exciting thing about him taking over half of the dc eu dcu dc movie part is that he he can make clear choices for these movies and he can say we're gonna do you know the this story and we're gonna move towards it we're gonna do the avengers initiative of yeah, DC. The Waller initiative. I'm hoping how this works out is James Gunn is the ideas guy and Peter Safran is like the, you know, filter. Like, okay, Makes because James, like, here's the thing. James Gunn, like you say, makes choices. I think that James Gunn sometimes makes some, like, incredibly goofy and kind of dumb choices. And so I'd like somebody to, like, like filter him a little bit. And I think that would be fine. Oh, yeah. but, if you yeah. take the blinders off, he he yeah. goes wild. You keep him in his lane, he's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably what the other yeah. guys for is to 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 well, keep him because in it's lane. just like George Lucas. George Lucas was great when he had people filtering him. Once he was off filter, it's just like, oh no, yeah. George, I'm you, dude, you, you you got problems, man. So like. You know, you, you want your ideas guy generating the ideas, but you want somebody who's like, all right, but let's make this coherent. Let's make it work. Let's make audiences, you know, like, because if every movie is like a suicide squad, the suicide squad, you know, the one he made, I think it's going to turn off some people because that's not a movie that like everybody's going to get behind. So, um, you know, if all the movies are, if Superman is that tone, if if Batman is that tone, if, you know. See, that's this. that's the the thing about it though is he's not thankfully will, won't be directing right uh yeah but he will be like as, as a visionary i think he's going to be great for that i mean we're going to be guaranteed 
you know, like he will make decisions and might not always be the best ones, but they will be made and he will stick to it. And Nathan Fillion will have a job. And, and <laughs> so that's, that's what we have to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and, but I, I do feel like uh, with, with Flashpoint coming up, they do have a chance to do a soft reboot of, of the entire, you know, DCU. Oh, sort um, of a, a new 52. Right. And the, and the hilarious story about that movie is it keeps changing. It keeps changing that, you know, half the time it's we're going to reboot things and it's going to be like the Michael Keaton Batman now. And then the other half the time it's like, no, because actually we decided that Ben Affleck is the Batman we want to keep with. And since he sort of changed his opinion, somebody to make a decision and stick to it, not be so scared of Twitter. Although part of that is I think Keaton also is kind of like having second thoughts now because they killed Batgirl and because of all the COVID stuff, he wasn't able to record some stuff that he was supposed to record. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that hey, they, there's time now. Well, I mean, yeah, but also these movies are, you know, getting made. Honestly, if I was Michael Keaton, I don't know if I'd work with DC again. Right. Like if I made a whole movie. Yeah. And then they were like, meh. I don't. I don't know if I'd work. I know. I would much rather see Michael Keaton show up as the Vulture again um, in in Marvel stuff because that's a character that I think there's plenty of mileage left to. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of legs on that. On right. that. And frankly, I don't think I don't think Affleck was a. Pro- I thought I liked Affleck as Batman. Yeah, I thought that he, he was, was good. If he's changed his opinion, because he was saying like he was in a pretty dark place when they made Justice League, and that's why he kind of like got soured on the whole thing. But he's like, in hindsight now, he feels like, yeah, he would like to be Batman again. I so. mean, that's really going to depend on how things with him and J-Lo work out again, you know, if that all goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. Then he can be Batman if he doesn't get back with J-Lo. Then they'll just make another Jiggly and, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's only got so many backs for back t- tattoos, so... You know, we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what the next one is. But as long as he leaves the face alone, see, he's probably gonna think, be okay. I think they just need to take the spin in the direction that I think is best. And maybe it's because, you know, I just I'm selfish. I'm I'm sure that's it. Uh I just want it for myself. I don't care about anybody else. Uh don't do Michael Keaton or any of the former Batmans. Let's get let's get focused on Thomas Wayne Batman. And make it Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. And everybody will be happy. Everybody will walk away happy. We'll see what they do. Isn't that isn't Thomas Wayne in Flashpoint? Yeah. He is. Yeah. And he is he is not the kind of Batman anybody would be. <laughs> he would actually fit the bill of the Snyderverse Batman. Well, see, I think I think Thomas Wayne works because he's because of how like you're like, oh, it's Batman and it's Wayne, but it's not. Bruce Wayne, yeah. it's Thomas Wayne, and he uses guns. And like, I think yeah. it makes more sense. But once, I don't know, maybe Batman is filtered enough into the general society that you could just do a different Batman that shoots 245s and. Yeah. Punisher Batman. Yeah. Punisher Batman. <laughs> Superpower Beatdown did him versus Black Panther. And I really liked that. It was really well mm-hmm. done. Um, but uh, all right. <clears throat> so let's talk about that ending. And, uh, you know, the the thing everybody's excited about, everybody's, you know, losing their minds about, uh, you know, the movie ends uh, and we have uh, Henry Cavill as Superman show up uh, to confront Black Adam. And that's sort of like the, you know, the we're leaving it there, you know, possible cliffhanger sort of thing. Uh, some people, though, uh, you know, uh, have questioned that and uh, are a little upset that um, 
you know, the, the, basically they're skipping Shazam. Because if you're going straight to Black Adam fighting Superman, like, it feels like Black Adam fighting Shazam will be a bit of a come down um you know as far as as far as that goes and you know then there have been some rumors that have circulated that people close to the rock have said that he does not care for shazam he doesn't like how the movie was done and that even though you know originally black adam was going to be introduced in the first shazam movie and he saw the script and he said no and basically said i need to be in a separate movie and so they changed that which was fine for shazam because i think I kind of agree with him that trying to introduce both of their characters would have been a bit hard in that in, in a movie. Yeah. And I think that the way that Shazam went, I really like how Shazam, you know, and the villain that they set up for Shazam, you know, how all that, you know, sort of worked together. Yeah, for that but for movie. him to say that he didn't like Shazam, I mean, Shazam is is a better movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, between these two like right no no no. I, I would agree with you on that and so again i i don't know that he actually said that that's what the rumors are saying right now that mm. people close to him have said some people have been kind of salty about that too but again we're not sure that he said it but the fact of the matter is though he's always been campaigning for henry cavill uh to be superman again i i think that they probably are close outside because they've had pictures taken together and all kinds of stuff them just hanging out you know they've mm. shown up on instagram so i think they're friends um but yeah, like, you, what do you guys think? You know, we got Henry Cavill back as Superman just in general as that sort of idea of, are you happy about that? Would you rather them like go in a new direction and just like change things up? And then also though, what do you think about Black Adam versus Superman as, as being the thing set up? Like, do you think that does like an injustice uh, to Shazam? Um, so uh, start with you, Nate. I liked the, uh, you know, the reprise of the John Adams score and John Williams. <laughs> You know the red and the red the John Williams. Sorry, yeah, the John Williams and the our and second the, president, John. <laughs> <laughs> the John Adams uh, score. He might have made a score for Superman ten score yeah. and some hundred years score ago. And seven years ago. Superman <laughs> floated down from the ceiling, uh, but in his classic red and blue and red with his the perfect curl. Um, definitely, you know, going like, hey guys. The new Superman is going to be more of the classic Superman that you know, and not the gritty, you know, crying Superman. Um, I, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. It, it gave me goosebumps when I saw it. Um, the dialogue was, you know, just really just ended up two men grunting at each other. It wasn't anything there. Uh, but as far as preempting Shazam, I do. I don't know there's a there's a dc animated where black adam shows up and then superman comes and fights him and then shazam shows up and that's how the and superman and shazam together beat black adam and that's how they get black adam to go away and shazam gets led to the justice league i i think that story is really interesting i liked that if you have a chance to go look it up superman versus black adam on uh, the hbo app it's really good and i hope if they do do that as a black adam 2 that would make more sense but i don't think a man of steel 2 should have black adam in it like i think uh, if we're gonna get a new superman that's more hopeful and more uh more classic then it needs to be doing his own thing yeah. 
a superman so. whose dad didn't tell him to let a bus full of kids die <laughs> basically it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> there's tons of kids there's so many kids <laughs> so many we don't ted nobody's gonna miss like 20 would have been a drop in the bucket if you just like let 100 kids, kids die. die every day no <laughs> It's Kansas. We'll say it was a tornado. It was. It's fine. You know. They probably all would have done meth anyways. It's not a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just save. Just save the good ones. All right, <laughs> James. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I was kind of here and there on it because I get what's being said as far as very much how the Rock is been a big campaign person for Henry Cavill maintaining the role and coming back and it being reimagined and and all that. My fear, because this seems to be a recurring theme in the DC spectrum. um, That's what they should call it. They should just call it the DC spectrum. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Um, So, (laughs) My my biggest concern is you have these actors that are passionate about these characters, but at the same time, like they lay down standards of like, I'm not going to do that because that's not what I believe the character should do. Uh, we saw it with Snyder and granted he didn't act in the movie, thank God. Um, but, you know, it's it's like, I know best. Mm-hmm. I'm the gatekeeper. I know best. Um, And I don't want to see that from actors where they're just like, yeah, I'm a nerd and I know these characters, you know, these characters, a lot of other people know these characters as well. You're, you're not the only one who does. And there are different versions of these characters that people like and don't like, et cetera, et cetera. So I think we're walking in a really like dangerous territory Mm -hmm. where like, I understand the advocation and it's not that I'm against having henry cavill as superman i think he's a great superman i think he fits the bill looks wise um acting as as the character like he maintains all the things that make a good clark kent as well as a good superman like he just feels wholesome he feels american i don't know um but he he just embodies everything that comics kind of ever made Superman feel like in a lot of ways. And that's, that's something that not every actor has maintained for a long time. The standard was Christopher Reeves, Mm -hmm. like Christopher Reeves was Superman period. End of discussion. Nobody else could hold a candle to Christopher Reeves. And I'll still say that Christopher Reeves in his own right still can't have a candle held to him because his Superman is very different from any Superman that we've seen. But I think the closest as far as an actor who's really embodied the role uh, like he did is probably Henry Cavill. Now, with that being said, was I excited about his uh, showing up? I really wanted it to be Shazam. I really did. Uh, I I don't know. Part of me was just like, yes, it's classic Superman. But at the same time, I was like, it's so corny because like we made it obvious. We made it obvious. We're going to focus on his face. We're going to have the curly cue on the front of his head mm-hmm. that doesn't has never made sense to me. It's never made sense. I don't know why that's a hairstyle. It's, it's choice. a little S with his hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the hair means hope Clark <laughs> but he, somebody introduced him to hair gel and he took it too far that's what happened I, I've always thought that like the hair was supposed to be like a little s with his hair and that was just like another s like that would make sense that feels really culty right. um, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's it's just more proof. Have you ever seen Clark Kent with it? No. So you know, that's fair. That, that's why nobody recognizes him with glasses. We solved it, folks. He doesn't have an S on his head with the glasses. That's right. Um, but yeah, so I, I, it was nice to see him back. Um, I do hope that he's going to continue to be Superman for a while. Um, but with that said, we've seen where, uh, as in the news, and and this isn't related to this topic specifically, but, you know, with his role as the Witcher, like when he went, I don't agree creatively with the choice that's happening, I'm going to step away. Now, grant, granted, he has a little bit of a different capacity into that with the Witcher, but what's to stop him from the do, from doing the same thing? with dc and i'm not saying that actors shouldn't have the right to choose their roles and everything but at the same time it's just like again you're not the arbiter of everything that makes the character they need to make sure that they find the right stance i still want to see a shazam meetup no matter what i feel like that that has to happen um i don't know if warner will make it happen though um which would be really disappointing i think zachary levi's a great shazam i would love to see zachary levi's uh, very like comedic take to Shazam against the rocks. Very like stern. I have no emotion because I kill everybody who stands. Well, in my wait way. until Shazam depowers and he sees it's a little kid like his son. Yeah, like exactly. Like, I think there's so That's many dynamics that could happen and be very, very interesting there. And I think both actors would work well off of each other. Um, it's unfortunate that he feels like Shazam isn't the best version of the Shazam story. Uh, but it's like, again, you're not the director and you're not the creative like support behind it. So you can still have your fan opinion of it. Mm -hmm. But you need to be an actor first when it comes to the continuity of this universe that has been struggling for years to get off the ground and work. I'm sorry, when you were talking about Henry Cavill, I just had this vision of him being like, I'm going to go paint Warcraft miniatures and Warhammer <laughs> miniatures, and he just like walks off. I think there's a scene where they're like, <laughs> we need Superman to kill this guy. And he's like, mm, I'm going to go paint my, paint my ultramarines now. <laughs> just walks away. I'm gonna go take my shirt off and make a video of me putting a computer together. <laughs> Seems right. I love the fact that he almost didn't get the Superman role because he didn't pick up the phone because he was painting minis. That's like my favorite story. Yeah. But like anyway, Ryan, what do you think about uh, like the Henry Cavill Superman showing up? I mean, you know, it, I think it says a lot about a movie when when online chatter is more excited about the 30 second cameo than the actual two hour movie. Um, itself. Uh, I feel like uh, the thing is, and, and this is evidenced by the fact that they couldn't even keep this cameo secret. It got leaked beforehand. DC needed to, DCU needed to announce this, needed to get it out there. And this was a, a great opportunity. I, I feel like whatever movie was slated to come out now, they would have forced in a Superman cameo. Um, does it actually kind of make sense here? Yeah, as much sense as a Shazam one. Maybe, maybe not, but I mean, at the same time, probably yes, in this going the Waller route, because Waller probably has a way to contact Superman. She probably does not have a way to contact Shazam um, for obvious reasons, if you think about it, you know, uh, for two minutes. I mean, that's that's you want to talk about how weird it would be for a movie with Black Adam and Shazam tonally. Uh, imagine like, you know, a uh, Shazam Waller uh, meetup. I mean, that would just be <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, that's wrong on multiple levels. Um, 
I, I kind of agree. Uh, as far as Cavill coming back as Superman, I agree with everyone that his casting was was perfect. The casting of almost the entire DC universe uh, has been spot on. It's just the directing that's always been somewhat problematic. Um, I would have liked to have seen. I know there's rumors of a, a Michael B. Jordan Superman. And I honestly, that intrigued me. I would have liked to have seen that. And who knows, maybe we can still do that in like an alternate universe Elseworld thing or something. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm totally down for a Man of Steel 2. And I, I, I guess I, I did not take from this that we were going to see Superman, Black Adam match up in, in either Man of Steel 2 or Black Adam 2 or whatever. I really kind of just feel like this was a cameo. They had a talk. Superman explained the sitch. And yeah, that that's it. I mean, they're not going to really fight in any, at least not for any amount of time in any forthcoming film. Um, so yeah, and, but I do actually, James's point is spot on about how I think DC relies too heavily on the the charisma of particular actors. On, on, I mean, I, God, I hate to always bring it back to Marvel, but it, it, it's kind of true with the exception of maybe like the original three. Um, Marvel's kind of just treated every actor as ultimately disposable mm -hmm. um, in, in a way that DC just hasn't quite gotten the hang of. Um, and uh, But to be fair, DC hasn't had a choice. I mean, in, in some instances, uh, like Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot is like the only thing keeping Wonder Woman, you know, afloat at this point in time after 1984. So I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, depending on, I know there was also rumors a few years back that uh, George Miller wanted to do uh, Man of Steel 2, and I would be down for that. Um, so I just, going forward, I just need to see who's behind it, whatever. But I mean, if I'm being brutally honest, I'm going to see it. It's just a question of how excited I'm going to be going into it. I would have been more excited if that had been a Nick Cage Superman. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only that way I could have been. been more excited. I want to talk to you about the justice. My, 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 my trauma from my childhood is back. You don't know how much dread I had every time I read like an article in Wizard Magazine talking about the upcoming Nicolas Cage Superman. God. It's like, you're going to like make my eyes start twitching again. <laughs> like, you know? I mean, and it was just it wasn't just a nicholas cage superman it was a tim burton nicholas cage yeah. superman so it's like that's what you know the, the quote that got me though was the quote where like nicholas cage was like yeah like the problem with superman is he's like this boy scout so i'm gonna change the costume and his attitude and everything and i'm just like what Colin the Burn heck connor, connor carver is yeah. gonna be uh lois lane <laughs> like it's like yeah. he's gonna be on a bike you want to play lobo Nick Cage. Let's just admit it. You want to be Lobo. I, I felt like Zack Snyder read those same articles and was like, "Hell yeah!" You know, change everything about Superman. Yeah, except for the powers. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, as far as Henry Cavill back as Superman, and, and oh, and, and just as a sidebar, Ryan, uh, that that project has been shelved. Um, the like George it was always Miller, supposed yeah. to be another earth it was never meant to be part of the oh. dcu but like yeah that project has been shelved yeah uh, the michael b jordan one you're talking about well well that even that's not that was never uh, a thing that yeah, was a it's rumor. rumors yeah oh, right but it's, but they were going to do an african-american led superman and michael b jordan was like the fan favorite choice for that yeah. um but like yeah no but they've they've shelved that project because part of the five million cuts that discovery <laughs> yeah. has leveraged on warner brothers well, after they i mean bought that, it. yeah one year ago, one year ago, DC was had six million, literally six million projects in the pipeline, and now they've got six, you know? right. and they're iffy. You know? 
HBO Max is now just like a, a thing to show like our former days of glory because it's not like we're going to make any new things for HBO Max. Like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, because I mean, I, I have never like as much flack as people throw at the uh, theatrical version of Justice League, the one that Joss Whedon had a hand in. That showed me what Henry Cavill could do as a hopeful Superman, like the version of Superman we got in that theatrical cut. And to a lesser degree in the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League that was released later, showed me like, oh, yeah, Henry Cavill can be an engaging and charismatic Superman. It's not his problem. It's not his fault. He's just been told to play it as, you know, play it as like someone who actually doesn't care about like humanity at all. And is just like really distant and like, you know, it's just like, like, give us that, Henry, like less emotion, less concern, less hope. You know, like, can you be a little more vague and gray? Slightly more murderous. <laughs> you, know? you know, yeah, Zack Snyder's like, you're the man of steel. <laughs> We're going to have you mouth the words of, don't worry, hope. so so i've never had a problem with henry cavill i think henry cavill is great and i would love to see them do more stuff with him whether that is direct superman movies or more team-up type movies or even for him and black adam to go at it in black adam 2 or however they're going to use superman i suspect since they're bringing him back there's going to be like five or six like they i'm pretty sure they probably signed him for several different things but we'll see how all that shakes out and of course the plans are probably firming up because no sooner did they announce that they had another 10-year plan that they then announced like oh by the way now we have people we're putting in charge so i don't know if the 10-year plan is the 10-year plan anymore or if now it's like well no james gunn's gonna make his own plan so whatever i don't think james gunn would just sign on and be like yeah i'll do your plan right you guys clearly no, yeah, you guys are killing it. I'll just do this. I mean, they are Honestly, killing if, it. If they did any <laughs> plan, it would work. They just keep changing the plan in the sense of they're killing their properties, not in the sense of you're killing it as in like you're doing a great job. But anyway, um, for the other thing, yeah, like that's one of the few expectations that I've had. And, and by the way, I lauded the original Shazam that they didn't pull Black Adam right out of the gate. I'm like, you don't, as I've always hated that these movies will do like the, the character's main nemesis in like the first movie. I'm always like, you should view it as like an escalation, right? You give them one of their, you know, one of their like lower tier enemies, like maybe, I mean, not Z-list, but like somebody who's not the main villain in the first movie, because the yeah, first movie is an introduction movie. You want to give the main character his big thing. And so you want a villain who's a lot easier to establish and whatever. And you build up to the main, whether that's the second movie or the third movie, you build up to like the main nemesis. And so with Black Adam basically being the inverse Shazam, you know, he is the the dark sort of mirror of Shazam you know you build up to that and so i thought that's yeah. what they're doing and when i heard that he wasn't going to be in shazam 2 i was like okay certainly shazam 3 then the plan will be to bring it you know they're establishing black adam in his own movie so then shazam 3 is going to be shazam versus black adam and yeah i i think i mean to ryan's point yeah they didn't say definitively you know come back next time to see superman and shazam fight or i'm sorry black adam and superman fight but i feel like they're kind of selling that with that. I feel like people will feel like disappointed if they don't give them that after that setup. Um, <laughs> you think DC cares about your disappointment? Well, 
theoretically the new paymasters at dc do care which is why they're trying to establish you know a hierarchy and everything you know historically yeah like walter hamada and the people he had in place you know didn't care but like they've cleaned house so um it's new people making these movies so uh you know we'll see i mean certainly we'll see but i feel like they've sort of set an expectation now i think people do expect there to be a confrontation um and so yeah i feel like that is kind of a disservice to Shazam. unless like nate mentioned maybe the plan is to do some movie where all three of them show up together and like yeah like superman and shazam have to team up to take out black adam because that's the thing and if they do it right that's it superman holds himself back so much so even though power wise he's probably black adam's equal the the idea is that like superman's always holding himself back and maybe that's the problem is like he needs shazam to help him defeat black adam because he just can't cut loose and just like will on the guy with his full power set whereas black adam has no cares about using his whole power set you know against superman and then maybe that's why he needs the help so that might be interesting so we'll see I'm just I'm just saying that if it is if they skip Shazam I feel like that's kind of wrong just because Black Adam historically is like Shazam's nemesis it's like mm-hmm. that should really be like the thing but I feel like if he's fought Superman already it is kind of a come down if you then later do cuz Billy's Billy doesn't know what he's doing we already established that like I don't see how you know Oh yeah, Billy. He's just such a sweet boy. <laughs> well, except that he has the whole family behind him too. So yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the five of them can all like, you know, go after Black Adam, and maybe that's how they could beat him. But anyway, we'll we'll see how they we'll see how they go with that. But uh, yeah, so anything else you wanted to talk about from the movie, um, James? <sighs> no, I don't think so. Other than the weird big head rock, like that was just. <laughs> Like, I think it's it's just a symptom of a DC movie at this point. Like, like we have to have something, something that looks bad by CGI. It's gotta. Because um, the only movie that... took his head off and put it on some scrawny actor's I body. I swear, that's kind of what it looks like. It's like, I don't, again, I don't know if you guys just don't understand how muscular structure works with bone structure but like muscles don't just make you grow like eight inches that's not a thing um because if it was man i'd be on that train pretty quick but yeah i just uh but beyond that yeah i mean i i think we've said a lot of a lot of the stuff that that there was and and again it's i think i i don't think the rocks performance was bad i think there's aspects of this movie that are good do i think it's an enjoyable and entertaining movie just for like if you're part of the general public and like you don't really follow like comic books and everything yeah it's great like i'm sure you'll probably love it more more than we did just because you don't have that kind of perspective um but yeah, I just uh, like from from that perspective, though, it's like, yeah, there's just there's so many things they could have done much, much better. Would you like to see the JSA again as they as they were shown? I actually wouldn't be against it um, because I I do like the JSA. I like the the casting choices that they made for the JSA mm-hmm. um, overall, obviously, like because now I'm like, OK, so now we have to replace Doc, like Dr. Fate has to be replaced. The helm didn't just disappear. I know that like it's no, it's it's now gone to find another victim of its bargain um, to continue with Dr. Fate. 
Uh, and, and as we know in the comics, I mean, that ends up being Zatanna's dad. Um, so there's absolutely an opportunity for like other DC characters because they've definitely talked about, you know, uh, bringing Zatanna out into the movie realm. And I would love that. And there's a lot of good backstory there just with her and um, the, doc- the the good doctor. But yeah, it's like one of those things where... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wish this had been a lot better than it was, but I also wasn't like angry when I rode, like walked out. I was just kind of left whelmed. <laughs> All right, Ryan, <laughs> final thoughts on the movie? Um, you know, following up on that, uh, your question about a JSA, I don't know that I would want a JSA movie, but I actually wouldn't mind a Hawkman movie okay. uh, coming out of this. Um, and they could deal with his friendship with, uh, you know, Dr. Fate and to some degree that's fine but i do feel like that there was a lot of potential there (laughs) for that character (laughs) i'm sorry i just started laughing because i was like and we're going to use legends of tomorrow as the basis for like our (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll bring in the poor guy who got cast for booster gold and didn't actually get to do anything with the character Yeah, that's that's going to be flashpointing people. I don't know, Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a a Hawkman movie. Um, uh, I I will say just two other points about this movie, and then I'll be done. Uh, One is that I really feel like that you know we made the joke about the Avengers initiative. I do feel like they're making this the Waller, like they're using Waller as Sam Jackson uh, in the DCU going forward. Now she's popping up everywhere. you know, from from here, Suicide Squad to yeah. So I, I have no. I, I kind of expect it should definitely be in the Superman movie, obviously. Just everybody in the DC, like every superpowered individual, just wakes up one day and they feel the back of their neck, and she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, we put a bomb there while you were sleeping. Yeah, you know. Like, you, know, you all work for me now. <laughs> You're, You're all on sleeping. a death squad." <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but as far as this movie goes, uh, I, I will end it by saying that it did. Maybe it's because I wasn't familiar with the character and the mythology and everything, but I will admit that it got me with the the twist, twist, twist of it. Um, in that, you know, oh, you you hear the Rock's voice, Dwayne Johnson's voice in the beginning, like, oh yeah, obviously is he the father that becomes Black Adam, not the son. And then they go through, but you never see the Rock's face, although you do see the huge head. But then, um, then like halfway through the movie, and and you learn that you you you're led to believe that it was actually the sun. And I got to the point where I actually believed it. And then there's this twist that, you know, no, actually Black Adam was imprisoned because, you know, he destroyed the palace and killed everyone. I was like, wow, okay, twist, like that. And then they go back, the third twist, and go back to the original one where, yeah, it was in fact uh, the dad. And so it's like, I, I will give them credit for taking, um, I don't know if I'd even say the chances with that, but like, but not being just 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 yeah just throwing those twists in there that actually managed to, to get me a couple of times that was like mm-hmm. uh, a, a nice a nice um a nice moment I was like wow okay you got me on that one they did misdirection by doing yeah. a convoluted <laughs> script exactly. and was it really misdirection or was it just a convoluted script? well exactly yeah exactly it's like it's like let's lower the expectation so much so that when we actually do do something kind of clever they don't see it coming you know <laughs> But it worked, you know. <laughs> oh, all right, uh, Nate. Uh, you know, like uh, Ryan was just saying, I I did like the twists in the uh, Black Adam backstory, where 
I was like, oh, it's the kid. Oh, no, it's the dad. No, it's the kid. No. Oh, oh, it is the dad. Like, I really did follow along because I didn't watch any of the uh, trailers besides like the teaser. I saw the teaser and I was like, okay, that's it. I'm not going to watch anymore because I was really excited about this movie. Um, And, you know, there's, there's there's, there's pieces of a good movie under here through all the inserts that you can you can watch and you can feel where they just inserted all this other exposition and character stuff that wasn't there originally that the original storyline of teth adam waking up and then fighting the uh demon version of himself was is a, is a good movie and i and i liked those parts of the movie um the only thing that made me mad was where i felt like i was being you know, where the, the committee at DC, like they've always done in all their movies came in and just said, well, that doesn't make sense. Can we get uh, Viola Davis back in here? Because she's going to win an Oscar for her movie with the warrior queen. And, uh, Oh, you know, like where, where do these JSA people come from? Let's explain their background. I don't think we need to explain any of that. I, I, I think it's a good movie. And then some extra stuff got added in that made it worse. So and that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, this, that, like I said, the story feels very disjointed to me. It feels like we've joined together some things that didn't really intend to go together, knowing now that, like, even the whole idea of Amanda Waller was inserted. Because that makes me wonder, like, how did Black Adam get talked down? Like, what did they do with him in the original version instead of taking him to, like, a Waller Black site? And, you know, stuff like that. So to me, it seems like there must have been some significant shifts in the script. Mm-hmm um that you know that changed around we're just in filming just like they had to do reshoots and changed everything right so i'm i'm very curious what the original version was and i I suspect i probably would have liked the original version better than what we got it's always disappointing just like with the suicide squad the original one i feel like from the things that david Iyer has said i would have liked his version much better than the one Mm -hmm. uh that was released um so it's kind of sad that Warner seems to be shooting themselves in the foot with these movies by like imposing changes that, you know, uh, that, that hurt them, that, you know, make their films less enjoyable than more. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that is something that will go away uh, with having the de- a dedicated DC movie boss uh, yeah. or bosses uh, in this yeah, case. Warner, Warner is definitely the meme of the guy sticking a stick through the front bicycle wheel <laughs> and then going... Hey, what happened? You know, like <laughs> they're shooting, they're they're killing themselves, and they're just like, man, fans, right? Twitter, that stuff sucks. It makes our movies suck. And it's like, no, it's it's your indecisiveness. I will say, I like the main theme. You know, that's something we haven't mm-hmm. talked about. I thought the main theme was really good, uh, really engaging piece of music. But much like the Batman, my criticism is, I would have liked more music. <laughs> Because like yeah. the Batman, I really like the theme of the Batman. But when you're watching the Batman, there is only the theme of the Batman playing constantly throughout the movie. And it felt that way kind of in Black Adam, too, where it's like, I really like your theme for this movie. And they're like, but, you do? But, you want it for well, two hours. Right. but you know, you can compose other music, too. No, like they were just back. trying to set tone. And the tone was <laughs> telling you right away through the music. The this is going to be a little bit boring. 
I mean, I didn't feel that way about the Batman, but definitely for this movie where it's like, I'm like, yeah, no. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a soundtrack, a soundtrack makes a huge difference. Like, and, and when a soundtrack is very monotone overall, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make for an exciting movie. You're just kind of there. Like, I didn't even pay attention, like, until this moment where you mentioned it, I didn't even pay attention to the music. And normally mm-hmm. I'm really, like, aware of music. It's like when I watched Dune, I was super aware of the soundtrack the whole time I watched that movie. Um, and yeah, this, it was very, very forgettable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, all right. I did like the main theme for, for, for Black Adam. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like the reason the movie was was boring was because after that initial like action sequence with him fighting the army, it's like the whole movie is like a come down after that. I was just like, well, you know. You know, Nathan, most superhero movies is about the superhero learning his powers. Right. This was about him learning love. Okay. <laughs> and love is the ultimate superhero. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, that could be a movie, but it wasn't this one. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, oh my God. My understanding is in the comics, he marries uh, the woman. Um, I forget her name now, but Ariana. uh, Yeah, yeah, that he he marries. So maybe he does learn love, Ryan. Maybe that is what we're supposed to get out of this. So. I mean, he learned something. <laughs> yes, how to be sarcastic, apparently. Yeah. That was sarcasm. But all right. All right. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, let's say goodbyes, let people know where they can find you. Uh, so let's start with you, Nate. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Nate Pop, and I don't post anything. All right. And <laughs> James. At least he's honest. Um, yeah, I mean, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Facebook. Facebook, I don't really use my channel much anymore on there. But uh, yeah, I'm always on the Twitters. And uh, I do have a TikTok as well. So yeah, you can definitely catch me out there. Uh, everything's at Roman on the Rocks. Okay. And Ryan. Yeah. Uh, so By the way, Ryan is going to pretend. <laughs> uh, so anyways, internet, you can, uh, sure, I'm Geek Stranger on Twitter, but I'm actually contemplating closing my Twitter account for reasons. Um, uh, but I am on Facebook under my name, Ryan, uh, and I'll be arguing with all these other fine people uh, if I'm in the mood. And, you know, uh, feel free to start an argument with me and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Uh, you can also, please go ahead, check out geekstranger.com because it is a website that exists. <laughs> Does it though, Ryan? In name Does alone. It? In name alone. <laughs> you know, I mean, I keep getting emails. You, uh, you have the web host, like you, you have the domain. It, it, it has content. It has up-to-date content, content from D23 2019. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's a big deal. You know? This guy or right here is rolling in the deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's archive.org. Okay, you know what? You know what, people? I have a 10-year plan. And, uh, you know, plan. <laughs> just James wait. is now going to be in charge of my content. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so by 2032 there will be new content on your website mm-hmm. it's, it's all gonna tie back together it's, mm-hmm. it's fine <laughs> it's all in the same universe 
Okay, so w- did we just disrupt you? Like, you're not going to finish your spiel? Oh, what, that was it. That was it. The website, geekstranger.com. Oh, okay. Facebook. <laughs> you want to see it, a website that has been updated for four years. That was all of it. Yeah. I mean, like, Nathan, do you, you know what? Sure, come knock on my door. I will invite you in. And we can talk. <laughs> I feel like that's the only way you'll ever put new content on your website is if I'm actually standing over your shoulder. I mean, I, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well apparently this is the funniest part he actually has a whole article written yeah. that he just has to proofread and it like release that he's had written for three years yeah and he yeah. just hasn't done it I, I, I actually got like and then i've got like two others that were like halfway written you know <laughs> like <laughs> one of them one of them was was you know uh my my thoughts on what the last season of arrow should be (laughs) that is current that is is in the zeitgeist but but here ryan your your review of transformers the last night everyone's gonna like know your thoughts on this on this waiting on bated breath what does ryan think about transformers as yeah. well you should be <laughs> why don't you like write an article about your thoughts about betamax and it stacks up against vhs it's gonna make a comeback <laughs> uh, hey vinyl's back why not betamax you know? <laughs> oh my oh geez yeah, yeah, because videotapes are just cooler. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> Nate, James, and Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for thank having you me. Thank you much for having me. <laughs> thank you so much. And that's it for our Black Adam episode. What did you think of the movie? What did you think of our episode? What do you think of the hierarchy of power in the DC universe? You can let us know in a bunch of different ways. One way is to email us at everything at 42cast.com. Another way is to go to our Facebook at facebook.com slash 42cast and leave a message there. You can go to our website, 42cast.com, leave us a message on any of the episodes there. You can also find us on Twitter or Instagram at 42cast. You can also leave us reviews on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. The reviews on Apple Podcasts really help us out because the more reviews we get, the more we will show up on searches. So if you have an Apple account and if you can leave a review, we'd really appreciate it if you would. You can also help us out by contributing to the ESO Network Patreon. The ESO Network Patreon is a way of helping out all the shows on the network. There's different tiers with different perks that you can get. You can go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to check those out. You can get access to early episodes from some shows, exclusive episodes from some shows, and even an exclusive ESO Network podcast. So if you have the funds and you would like to help us out, we'd definitely appreciate it. You can find me on two other podcasts. One is Time Streams, where my friend Juliet and I are going through all of Doctor Who from the beginning. You don't have to buy the episodes and follow along with us, because we'll explain everything important about the story in the episode. So if you just want to hear us banter, if you just want to learn about classic Doctor Who from hearing us talk, you can do that. Now, if you have the episodes, or if you want to purchase the episodes, and you want to follow along with us, you'll definitely get more out of it, but you can watch it either way, or listen to it either way. And that's time streams, if that sounds interesting to you. The other one is Legendary Forces, and that's where Juliet and I again, but joined by Joe, Ashley, and Corey, are going through all of Star Wars fictional media from the beginning. We are talking movies, TV shows, comics, novels, anything that happens in the universe. 
we rate the media that we're talking about, and then we also talk about it in the context of the evolving Star Wars universe. So we talk about the thoughts that people had as Star Wars was changing and evolving, as new movies came out and people reassessed and realigned the storytelling that they were doing to fit in with that. So if that sounds interesting to you, then that is Legendary Forces. At this point, I have nothing else to report as far as TV watching, uh, other than I am glad that Quantum Leap is back on. Uh, I'm definitely enjoying watching that, and I want to see if my theories will pan out. So far, everything's kind of syncing up, and I'm kind of excited, because if it's going the direction that I think it is, then it's not only going to be a wild ride, but it's also going to help answer one of the biggest questions that the original series left unanswered. So, here's hoping. But yeah, no, no other convention news either, so watch this space, and in future episodes, I might have more to report. So that's it for this week. Join us back next week when Jerry O'Connell will not be joining us. And until then, this is Nathan, signing off. You have been listening to the 42Cast, copyright 2021. Got a question for the ultimate answer? Contact us at everything at 42cast.com. Theme music is Sharper Swords by Brandon Ellis. Check out more of his work at www.cityfires.com. The 42Cast is a proud member of the ESO Network. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.